the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is the Sportsocracy, and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go around the world on the iHeartRadio app, and you can see us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that way you can join us in the chat. Here and every day. we are officially to Jeremy loses his mind time of Senior Bowl preparation week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 ends getting a little frayed um, as you're heading down to to launch date. Well, let me put it this way: I looked at Amy this morning. We we you know woke up doing did all the things. She's getting ready for her day, and I just looked at her and I went, "That'll be the last time I get more than four contiguous hours of sleep until next Sunday. Let's go." <laughs> Ah uh, yes, and uh, he'll keep us chronicled all week next week. Ah uh, yes, I'm 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 hoping that I can teach Tank the buttons enough to keep a YouTube show going. So my little boo boo, where I just ran the countdown again, you'll be pining for that. I have a weird feeling. Oh no doubt, uh, we're going for um, raw starts and dry finishes. Uh, that is uh, that is how that's going to work. It's just going to be hit the button, no frills, and then yep. It's going to be. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I ever write a book, that's probably going to be the time. <laughs> Raw starts and dry finishes. There you go. <laughs> it is the Somebody just started their lunch break and went, what are they All these about? two idiots again. <laughs> what are they doing oh, today? Oh, shoot. I can't take it. Why do we have these two idiots that are both too stupid to breathe? We are so glad that you are here for our uh, lunchtime dose of dumbassery here in the Sportsocracy. And uh, today we're going to start off with a little appreciation. Actually, today is going to be a lot about appreciation. Because we're we're, going to create a new NFL award in the third hour of the program. It's a daily draft. Uh Very excited about it. We conspired an idea, and and it's it's an award that other places have. Other sports have it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to give it to the NFL. It's the most outstanding person. Yeah, it's award. and it's not what you think. Okay, like we're not giving this to Demar Hamlin. All right, this, <laughs> that's not how this is going to go. No, this is who was the most integral to the NFL season. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian McCaffrey is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. Lamar Jackson is going to win MVP. In a walk, yeah. But my question is, what individual in the NFL had the most to do with where we're at Mm -hmm. this season on the whole? Could be a coach, could be a GM, could be a player, and I think we're going to have a great deal of fun with it. Indeed, indeed. So who are your most outstanding persons who who, who more greatly impacted the game this year than any others that will be coming up in the daily draft. Of course, you can uh, throw out your suggestions in the YouTube comment section all throughout uh, the the, the show today. Uh, But if you want them repeated, you should probably wait until the daily draft so we have them right in front of us. Uh, (laughs) We're also going to do 2024 way too early predictions because a lot of those are being published 
in the downtimes this week by the NFL writers. And so we will look at some of those and make some of our own as well. And you can throw those out to in the YouTube comments yourself. But Lamar Jackson is is not really getting the headlines that you would think a guy who you know has is going to win the MVP in a walk would. So this this is a something that got in my head this morning. All right, so we have a we have a chat with some of the the listeners of this show. They're like our sounding board. Stephen Tao is one of our one of our great listeners, been with us since the beginning, and he's Baltimore Ravens fan. Well, he's been listening to other shows and realized that it's Wednesday. And they're still talking about Josh Allen and, and Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, I get. Josh Allen, not so much. And it got in my head. And I started thinking about this. And I realized, you know, we talk about players that get contracts. And what happens to their play after. And I feel like we don't ever give the credit on the opposite side. You know, we talk about the player that gets the money and then they fall off a cliff because all they got paid, they didn't care as much, they didn't work as hard. Lamar Jackson just got paid mm-hmm. and just had his best best year of his, uh, of his career. And you can say, oh, it's Todd Monken, oh, it's Zay Flowers. At the end of the day, it all comes back to him. This dude got a bag. And if he had come out here and, you know, it's at 70%, 80%, he's 120% of anything I have ever seen him be, and he's already won one of these. Mm-hmm. And the thing that ticks me off about Lamar is uh, watch what happens in the Lamar coverage if he loses to Kansas City. This no weekend. doubt. If he stumbles in the Super Bowl and doesn't get it done, they lose to the 49ers or the Lions, watch what happens because all the haters will come right back out. And they'll all say, oh, let's see, he couldn't get it done. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. He can't win playoff games. He's never going to get past it until he does it. And he's my, not alone in that, but I feel like it's more for him than it has been for damn near anybody in history. Oh, there's no doubt Lamar gets more hate. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you exactly why it is. Because there were too many people like me right. that went, oh, he's a receiver. He's really he fast. He, he's he's really good with the ball in his hands, but he's not a quarterback. I hate to break it to it to you. That's one of those takes that has officially gotten to so cold that if you're still defending it, I don't really know. I mean, I'm going to have to start writing my my responses to you in crayon because you're just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question is, what is the line? This is one of those things I never understand with sports fans. All right, let's just say I'm looking back through Lamar's career. Let's say he has a game like he's had in the past in the playoffs. And I'll take his line from the the wild card round against Tennessee a few years ago. He's 17 to 24, 179 yards in interception, and they win. Mm -hmm. You going to hear anything negative about him? No. Because I'll go with no. I'll go with no. Now, let's go back a ways. Exactly one calendar year before. Let's say he goes 31 of 59 for 365 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and he runs for 143 yards and they lose. It'll be so loud, you won't be able to stand it. And that's the point. That's exactly where I'm getting with this. You want it to be true. Mm -hmm. You want it to be true that this unorthodox quarterback that does not play this position the way that you're used to seeing it played. Well, he doesn't play like Joe Montana. I'm well aware of that. He doesn't play like Dan Marino either. 
that doesn't mean it can't work. It doesn't. You're, we're to this point that with Lamar, you've gotten to this point. Have you crested the mountain? No. We did a draft earlier this week. Best quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. They didn't either. Is it a ding on your resume? Sure. Is a knock on you as a player? No. Because when you look back through the annals of the NFL, Dan Marino is one of the three most talented quarterbacks that ever played this game, no matter how you look at it. I don't care who you are, and that's coming from a lifelong Jet fan who was birthed to a lifelong Jet fan, mm -hmm. who has for years told me the only player in my life that ever haunted my memories is Dan Marino. you got to stop looking at team success and that being the only thing that matters to a quarterback. And the reason that I say this is because the quarterback's on the other side. One of those two is going to win. One of the two of them is going to end up in the Super Bowl. And now let's really talk about what, what you did to get here. San Francisco, that's a really talented roster, right? Yes. Brock Purdy's the ultimate game manager. He's the ultimate fit in that offense. Yes. You won a division with a team that couldn't stop anybody at all in the Rams that overachieved. They were good, and you struggled with them twice. Lost to them once. Now, you weren't playing anybody, but mm -hmm. you lost to them once. Mm -hmm. A Seattle team that was horrifically underachieving to the point that they basically pushed Pete Carroll out the out the door. We're going to talk about him later in the show, too. And a rebuilding Cardinals team. That's, that, that's the division that you won. That was six of your games. In the playoffs, you beat a Jordan Love quarterbacked Packer team that's the youngest team in the history of the NFL playoffs. That's what you did to get here. But nobody remembers that. Jared Goff, yeah, this is a great story with the Lions because they've never been here. I hate to break it to you, the Lions ain't the Lions anymore. If you think this is the same little doormat that you can come in and push around, you haven't been paying attention for the last 24 months. This isn't the Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions. Yes, Jared Goff has led that. I would argue in the pecking order of who I, who I would give the, the, the credit for that to, I'm not sure I can get Jared Goff in the top five. But by God, if he makes it to a Super Bowl, Jared Gossman, two Super Bowls. Oh, it's, 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 it's no bust there. Former number one pick. He's paid it off with two teams. I know how this story is going to go. And it's ridiculous because there's no context. If you put Lamar Jackson on the Detroit Lions, guess what? They'd be in the same spot. Mm -hmm. If you put Jared Goff on the Baltimore Ravens, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. If you put Brock Purdy on the Baltimore Ravens, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. And so you can hate Lamar all you want to. You can just sit back and wait for the fall. And you know what? It may come your way. But I'm to the point of every time I hear you say it, all I do is mentally chalk up, oh, you're not very smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not very good at this. Oh, you're really lazy. And all you're doing is looking at box scores or watching half a game and going, nope, see, Lamar can't do it. Well, that's the problem with a lot of fans is, is the box score watching. M Lamar can't pass. How long have we heard that? Now, the 20, what was it, 2020? Was that the MVP year that he had? 2019. That was the MVP year. When he did real well, right? 65% completion percentage, threw for 38 touchdowns or 36 touchdowns, whatever it was, full season. And we didn't get that in the, the, the repeat in 2020. And he got hurt for four games in 2021. He got hurt five games last year. 
You you do. You want it to be true. You want it to be true that this guy who is not the prototypical drop back and pass guy can be a multi-time MVP. In our YouTube comments, Andrew Ayer said, I'm tired of, tired of this. You give credit. Uh, you credit Brock with the losses with the 49ers, but you don't give credit to the wins. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there's different levels of this. And I'll go to what William Workman said in our YouTube comments. Brock Purdy's the quarterback of the Ravens. They have a top five pick. I don't agree with that. I think you went too far that way. Lamar on the 49ers, and they're undefeated. I'm not so sure I agree with that, but I'm not sure you're wrong either. That's the point, is that quarterbacks should get different levels of credit. Super Bowls, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Does that mean he's better than Dan Marino? Because that's basically the argument you're making here, Mm -hmm. is that a quarterback can't be anything if they don't win a Super Bowl. And to me, that is dumb. It's dumb with Josh Allen. It's dumb with Lamar Jackson. And on the flip side, it's not the end-all, be-all for Brock Purdy or Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff got to one of these before, too. Yet weird, the next year, another quarterback took them to the— gone one year, another quarterback takes them to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. There's context. That's the point. Brock Purdy's not asked to do what Lamar Jackson's doing. That's why it's been stupid since week one. Anybody that said, Brock Purdy could be the MVP, not to anybody that watches games he can't be. And guess what? Jared Goff can't either. And guess what? Christian McCaffrey can't either. This MVP balloting is the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. It's the easiest thing in the history of time. Uh, odds right now are minus 1,000 that Lamar Jackson. He will win wins. it. It won't be close. Right. And he should win it. Mm-hmm. Because no player in the NFL is more integral to their team than Lamar Jackson. That's not shade at Brock Purdy. That's not the point. And he, Ayers corrected that and said to Allen's losses. Josh Allen's the only reason the Buffalo Bills are here. Name me two. Stefan Diggs, you mean the guy that just showed up completely invisible in a divisional round? Yeah, that matters. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You can do this two different ways. You can win with Brock Purdy and an elite roster. You can win with Josh Allen and a mediocre roster. But it's different. That's the only point that any of us have ever been trying to make. And now we get to this point, and people can't see that. Because if Lamar loses, no matter what he does, boom. Yep. But Brock Purdy can do absolutely nothing except not crash the car. And Brock Purdy's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's inconsistent. It's inconsistent and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, that is your MVP. There is no real race here. And you got to give him credit. No get, doubt. get in the bag and performing the way that he did. We see that go way the other way, way too often, right? Guy gets his money, gets complacent. And it doesn't work out. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Good job, guys! You sound like you're feeling better, Coach. Yep, took Mucinex Kickstart. Now I'm back in the game. New Mucinex Kickstart, all in one and done relief with a morning jolt of instant cooling sensation. Buy now. Use as directed. The Asheville Buncombe Youth Soccer Association Spring Registration is going on now. Soccer is safe, fun, affordable, and a great way for kids to exercise and make friends. Registration ends soon. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. 
Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I'm Dwayne Wade, and I've been blessed to have so many titles so far in my life. But now I'm adding podcast hosts with my new podcast called The Why with Dwayne Wade. On this show, I will have intimate conversations with some of the biggest names in sports, in music, in entertainment, in fashion, and we will discuss the whys in their lives. Listen to The Why with Dwayne Wade on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops the sportsocracy ice up son ice up it's espn Asheville, and you are in the sportsocracy the democratic republic of sports lamar jackson not getting the uh the love that jeremy thinks he deserves uh, the national shows were still talking about uh, mahomes and allen this morning and Jeremy came in with the bug in his keister. Like, why are why are we not giving this guy more of his due? And it's a self it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Well, I just I can't figure out what the what the knock is at this point. And if it's the look at the numbers crowd of, well, yeah, he had the fifteenth most passing yards, the eleventh most touchdowns. He's fourth in QBR. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to numbers that matter. How many yards you throw for? Doesn't mean a damn thing. Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards. Yep. Calm down. You, you know what that means? You throw too much. It means you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and still have a QBR of 12. Well, it's hard to do. That's <laughs> Of course, it wasn't that low. But that's a little <laughs> over the top. <laughs> but it was still around 50. 
I mean, it was like Baker Mayfield numbers. And that's the thing. I feel like number – and one of these days I'm going to write a book about this, the fantasy, fantasy footballification of uh, NFL fans and how it has made them absolutely not understand what they're watching. But I can make a, I can make statistics tell you anything I want it to. Give me a – we didn't prep for this. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Give me any quarterback in the NFL that you can consider to be mid-tier talent-wise. So I'm talking not the Mahomes, not the Allens, mm-hmm. not the not the Lamar Jacksons. Give me anybody else. Uh, let's throw Jordan Love out there. Jordan Love. Jordan Love is uh, – you actually did that perfectly. So on the positive side, Jordan Love had the seventh most yards in the NFL. He had the thirty, or he had the second most touchdowns in the NFL with thirty-two. That's really good. QBR, he was ninth. That's pretty good. Now let's go to the bad. How many quarterbacks in the NFL in the first eight weeks of the season had more sub fifty QBRs than Jordan Love? I'll give you a hint. None. It ain't a good one. It ain't not one good one. It's a lot of Zach Wilson. I can manipulate stats to tell you anything I want to. On anybody that's not the elite of the elite, I can't do that with Josh Allen, which is why people go to turnovers. Of course he has more turnovers. If I throw it 200 more times than the average quarterback, of course I'm going to have more interceptions. That's the law of averages. You learned that in the fourth grade. It ain't that hard to figure out. I'll say the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Oh, he fumbles a lot. Well, he runs more than the average quarterback. Mm -hmm. Of course he fumbles more. Hey, and guess what? In other breaking news, if you drive more, you get more speeding tickets. (laughs) If you drive two miles to and from work, you don't tend to get a lot of parking tickets, and you don't tend to get a lot of speeding tickets. Opportunity cost matters. Mm -hmm. That's why QBR was developed. It was because there were enough nerds that were higher level than me when it came to numbers that they went, I'm tired of this stupid argument, and I'm going to give you something that, yes, it's slightly flawed, but it's the best analytical thing I've got. It's the best thing I've got to go, this is what takes it all into account. Because quarterback rating, you know who had a really high one? Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. Because interceptions didn't punish him enough. QBR does. QBR does. And then you go down that rabbit hole of, well, who rates – really well when we look at those metrics it's kind of hard for me to look at many and go well you're doing it wrong brock purdy yeah number one qbr in the league he's doing less that's not a uh, that's not that's not an opinion he had 150 less pass attempts than dak prescott 140 less than josh allen he had 13 less than lamar jackson and he would lose to me in a foot race you do understand that that is kind of a differentiator, right? A guy that runs as much as Lamar Jackson, runs as much of the offense through him, as much of the offense with his ability to run a read option or just a threat with his legs that keeps the safety up, that does change things. There's no way to quantify that. I'm not taking, I'm not throwing shade at Brock Purdy. I'm not throwing shade at Jared Goff. I'm saying all four of these quarterbacks are in exactly the same place. Two of them are going to win period. One of them had to beat CJ Stroud and Pat Mahomes. The other had to beat Jared Goff and Jordan Love. If you can't see the difference in that, I can't help you. Maybe part of the, the, the silence around Lamar Jackson 
is not only the hate, because I think that's a big part of it, right? It's not cool to love Lamar Jackson, right? It's not spicy to say that Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. So the only times you ever hear that is the headline grabbers, right? All of the, ah, Lamar Jackson can't play. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. He's whatever, other anything other than a quarterback. He's just a really good football player, but not a good quarterback. Those things get headlines. Nobody talks about it. Now you're at the point where the haters don't really have a great argument because here you go. He's been fully healthy. He's got a legitimate offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin now. He's got legitimate weapons, one of them that he's been missing for, what, two months now? that made the offense better, but guess what? It hasn't mattered because you had good depth behind him in Isaiah Likely, and what? guess what? Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. He's going to oh, find whatever tight end you throw out there. Oh, and now that is a that is a good point. Mm-hmm. If that's the knock you want to put on Lamar Jackson, of look at the front office he's got around him. This front office won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. You're right. And they got to a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, too. Mm-hmm. They, they won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer with the greatest defense I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That's a logical argument. I'll give you that one. But the haters can't come out and say, oh, look, Lamar sucks because he's the odds-on favorite to win the MVP right now. You're only, you know, he's minus 1,000 in the book that I saw earlier today to win the MVP. It's a shoe-in. Oh, it's definitely a shoe-in. That's no doubt. The nearest one next to him is like Dak Prescott at plus 1,800. I think it was on DraftKings that I saw. And it was, well, of course, that's not a question. Lamar Jackson versus Dak Prescott. It's not only that, but it's also the rest of us are just looking around going, they have beat the smoke off of everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's pull this stat up. Um, Steal one of Dan's things. Stat of the day here. Um, The Ravens have set a new NFL record in this season. They have beaten teams with a winning record by 14-plus points nine times this season. That's incredible. No other team has ever done that before. They have blown out all of the best teams. They've already beaten the Lions by 32. They've beaten the 49ers. They beat the Texans twice, Dolphins, Browns, Jaguars, Seahawks, Bengals, all teams with winning records, all teams that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens dispatched by two scores or more. It's the most dominant run that we've had of a Baltimore team, right? I'll just beat the sm- uh, just beating the smoke off people mm-hmm. because this defense is really elite, and the offense is elite as well, and you don't really have an argument against him. So that's probably why you're not hearing a lot of it, that everybody is just resigned to, well, he is the MVP. His team is going to go on and win the Super Bowl. There's nothing we can say against him, and it doesn't fit our narrative of he can't play quarterback, so we're just not going to talk about him at all. Well, that's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. You're getting people that don't have an argument, and so they're waiting for Lamar to give them one. It's the same thing you do with Josh Allen, and weird Three days later, we still got people talking about Josh Allen, who at this point means as much to the NFL playoffs as I do. Mm-hmm. Because it's all you've got. Because when you watch the film, it's really obvious. Josh Allen's just better than your quarterback. Unless that quarterback's Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. When you said Vegas, it made me think about something. Okay, I get a Vegas power ranking every single week. Mm-hmm. Happens every week. If there is football on a field, I am getting a Vegas power ranking of how lines and things would, would break down. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. 
And I want to see how close you, a person that does this for a living, can get to this. How many quarterbacks in the NFL move an, a number by three, by more than three points? Field goal. Field goal, which, by the way, is controlled by kickers, which is the most bootsy thing in the NFL. It is the most unpredictable thing in the NFL. Tyler Bass, been one of the best kickers in the league, shanked one that cost Buffalo a, a basically a shot to continue going. Mm-hmm. So taking out a complete fluke, which is what a field goal is, how many quarterbacks in the NFL move a number by more than three points? I'm going to go with eight. You're almost right on top of it. It's ten. How many of them can you name? Oh, well, there's Pat. There's Lamar. There's Josh. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. The three you just said. How much do they move a number? It's a different number than each, but there's a common thread between the three. I would say between five and a half and a full seven. That's cute. The lowest one's seven. The oh. highest one's eight and a half. Oh, okay. Then go into the next tier. Yeah. What, what happens in that next tier? Because I go ahead and tell you, there ain't a six in the NFL. There's not one. Mm-hmm. Drops all the way down to five. They're two points better than every quarterback in the league. Care to take a stab who the ones at five are? Is that like Matt Stafford? Hurts? Nope. No? Really? Jalen Hurts is last on this list at three and a half. Hmm. Um, Dak? Tua? Nope. No? Hmm. Who am I forgetting? Brock? Nope. Brock's at a field goal. Tua's at a field goal. Goff? Nope. He's at a field goal. Uh Uh, The others, you got Dak Prescott at five, Trevor Lawrence at five, Matthew Stafford at five, C.J. Stroud at five, Geno Smith at four, Jalen Hurts at four, Jordan Love at four. Hmm. That's weird. All the guys I just said are sitting at the house. Yeah, every last one of them. The th- the three on the high side, they're here every single year. They get to the divisional round every single year, and there's a reason for that because it doesn't really matter what happens to the team around them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Debo Samuel's got a hangnail. It doesn't matter if Trent Williams' eyebrow hurts. None of that matters because when you got one that good, they just keep showing up. Do they win? Not necessarily, because there's a lot of things that come into that. Because right now, Buffalo Bills roster against San Francisco. Is it four points better? Because that's what Vegas says it needs to be. And the answer is yes. Kansas City Chiefs, their roster is four points better than the Buffalo Bills. But nobody remembers that. It falls on the quarterback. And that is what I'm cautioning people this weekend. The Baltimore Ravens have a better roster. Lamar Jackson is with a a, a quantifiable stat here, not as good as Pat Mahomes. If Kansas City manages to beat Baltimore, you should heap way more praise on Pat Mahomes than you heap blame on Lamar Jackson. Just like you should heap way more praise on Pat Mahomes for last week than you do criticism on Josh Allen. That's the point. That's the point. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top-quality, fresh items for your family table, It's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul 
into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, with all the talk of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who many of us feel like is, uh, well, I guess Vegas says they should be the favorite, right? Are they still the favorite in Vegas? Baltimore? Yeah. Yes. Um, to win the Super Bowl, we all should really be pulling for them. Because if they win freak chicken wings time did you did oh i was just gonna say it's there's it's no tay tay time uh popeye's chicken oh, love that chicken from popeye's popeye's chicken i did not know this um but apparently they are offering now free chicken wings to america should a winged foe win the super bowl well, now only- they put this out a couple of weeks ago when you still had the Philadelphia Eagles in, and they were counting the Buffalo Bills in this as well, because, I mean, it's Buffalo, right? That's where wings come from, or where they were popularized. So they added <laughs> yeah. them to it. So Buffaloes don't have wings, okay? I also don't. Do they? Because I see them advertised a lot. I also don't really understand. I've never understood. They're the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. It was named after a guy that used to hunt buffalo. So you're named, was it? yeah, or was it just the original owner? Uh, no, they're named, for, I, and I don't remember who it is. They were named for a buffalo hunter. So you're named mm. after like Buffalo yeah. Bill Cody. That's that, the one. Is yeah, that, is that the one? Yeah. But- <laughs> Look, Poindexter. When you were learning history, I was learning drag routes. And- no, I just grew up with a dad who was really into westerns and yeah, stuff. Mine was so- not. <laughs> so I know all of the cowboys' names. Mine only uh, liked Charlton Heston, and it had nothing to do with his movies. Right, right. Now, that was the deal, all right? Now, our, our our fortunes rely on one team. The Baltimore Ravens are the only winged team still left in the playoffs, and should that happen, then on Fat Tuesday, which is February the 13th, celebration of Mardi Gras and obviously it being Louisiana's chicken, Popeye's, Fat Tuesday – you're going to get a free six-piece wings with a purchase on the app or online. Well, let me just uh, let me do you a favor. You know how else you can get a free six-piece? Order it on Uber Eats, which is how 
practically every meal that goes in my face is brought to me. <laughs> they know me at this point. Like, he's going to want stop at a, 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 a hibachi restaurant. He's going to want white sauce. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, you should put more in there. Whatever you put in there, it needs to be more. This is a this is a weird segue, but my story is about Snoop Dogg. Okay. I I knew this, but I didn't quite put it together. You know who one of his closest friends in the NFL is? Pete Carroll. He oh, was the USC, USC coach. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's big USD, mm-hmm. USC guy. He was yep. on the sidelines a lot. Yep. Well, he came out with a, a little revelation that apparently Pete Carroll really wanted the L.A. Chargers job. Is that not strange to you? Now, and and look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm I'm reading tea leaves here. If Pete Carroll was trying to keep this secret, do you think he would have told Snoop Dogg? <laughs> not saying that he's a gossip or anything like that. Who would that. he tell? The right, who, I don't know. Who would I think Snoop Dogg's going to tell? When would my name ever come up with Snoop Dogg? Well, as a person that, you know, I, my life functions with a person who has at least two things that I can think of off the top of my head in common with Snoop Dogg. You always got to be careful with somebody who might be in the cloud, as you say. Hey, I'm going to tell Snoop something. Yeah, and then next thing you know, Snoop went into the cloud and told everybody. Now I want to play the fun game of the Daily Draft where we guess what you have in common with Snoop Dogg. I was talking about you. Oh, not me. me. Oh. There it oh. is. Well. There it is. Well. I thought you were talking about you. I was like, what do you have in common with Snoop Dogg? Musical Other than taste you bo- and the <laughs> right. messenger people. <laughs> Other than you both really like hip-hop music. Uh, yes. Now, you, on the other hand, believe you have some activities that you might be able to enjoy together. No. I, I, yeah. Rolling down the street in our six fours. <laughs> as white as possible. <laughs> Andrew Hare uh, said, "I think Snoop would forget anything. Would for, he would forget anything I told him? No, no doubt. There's not a there's, right. there's merit to that. Hell, I said that when I was high. He's oh, he's gonna forget. Don't listen to him. <laughs> we were doing recreational crimes and eating funions. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I thought uh-huh. we were just you know. So what, so what was the secret? Uh, that Pete Carroll wanted the the Los Angeles Chargers job oh. actively, and they did not give him the time of day in a watch show. Well, of course not. They're hiring you Jim Harbaugh. You say, of course not. Well, okay, and I get that, but you got to do your due diligence just because Jim Harbaugh is not exactly the most trustworthy man that you've ever met. If he gives you your word, hey, I'm not leaving Michigan. Hmm. Interviewed for a lot of places for a guy that's really not leaving Michigan. Really weren't leaving San Francisco either. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I would think final you would negotiations have, a- have begun on that, according to the reports this morning. That's that is. I think Diana can Rossi- always go sideways. I think Diana Rossini put that out that the final negotiations are happening as we speak. Uh, can I? And that led me to this. I, I want to ask you a question. You're the the owner of an NFL team. I don't know how I get to this, but somehow you have to hire one of the three names. I'm getting ready to say to you. Which order do you call them in? Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. I agree with you. I was just curious if you were on the same plane as me. Yes. Yes. If Pete wants to be a coach and wants to continue coaching and he was forced out in Seattle as 
this story and a couple others have led me to believe. I can't believe nobody's called him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have thought a couple jobs would have opened up just to get a crack at people. I much know as, he's 72 years old. I don't care. Hell, as much as David Tepper loves Seattle Seahawks guys, I'm surprised he hasn't just flown him in and given him the red carpet treatment. Hey, would you like to check out my new soccer field? Why, no. No, I would not. Pete, we had a Luke <laughs> Combs concert here. Two of them. Back-to-back nights. Don't you want to be my head coach? We had Beyonce. I'll pay you until your children die, because that's what I do. Don't you want to be a part of the legendary coaching staff? Dean Smith's here. Come on, Pete. Join us. Charlotte. One of us. One (laughs) of us. (laughs) It's the only way you could get somebody to uh, take a job with the Carolina Panthers is if they're, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. Hey, somebody's going to take that job, and I think it's going to be your offensive coordinator. Which is going to be awesome. Dave Canales. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you go back and look at what happens to quarterbacks the year after Dave leaves, it doesn't end well, which could make that Baker Mayfield contract even more catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Um, I had to break out my Al Gore voice. All right. Talked so, about Man Bear Pig yesterday. So yesterday, right after the show, Some news came out in the NFL. Jeremy told me the news. It didn't really register with me what he was saying until hours later. Um, And then I realized I may have to come off of this whole the Raiders are terrible thing. Uh, Yeah, it's probably time. Um, They've hired Tom Telesco as their GM. And if you've listened to this program for any amount of time, you know I absolutely love Tom Telesco. I know that the the history of winning is not really what he you would want it to be, but a guy that's able to put that much talent on a field as he did for the Los Angeles Chargers, he wound up though, you know, squandering all of that talent with terrible coaches. Yeah, Brandon Staley was a, a horrific coach. Brandon Staley, Anthony Lynn, who was it before that? Uh, Mike McCoy, I think, was also one of his hires. Not very good at hiring coaches. He's very good at putting talent on a football field. So now that he's joined the the Las Vegas Raiders organization, I'm having to reassess my hatred. Because my biggest problem with this organization was the fact that it was led by Mark Davis, who's not even wise enough to get his hair cut professionally these days. Well, I mean, here's um, we always talk about Mark Davis's hair. It's right? terrible. What, what's the hairstyle that you could put on that head that's not going <laughs> to? It's something better than that. Well, I mean, Tank, he's, you and him have some, you got some similarities. Kind of like I said, you had with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> By the way, you should avoid our comments on social media. Oh, yeah? There is, I don't know who this person is. They have got a vendetta against you. Oh, not a fan? Love it. You have been called some stuff. <laughs> he calls you the garden gnome. It took me yes. like four comments before I went, what is he talking about? Oh, oh, I got, oh, that's good. That's good. I'm going <laughs> to use that for a while. Is he a Raiders fan? Is that why he hates me? I don't know. I can't, I can't put it. Usually it's me. I, I see, I see hatred and I go, oh, right. another one. Right. Like, I mean, I'm going I'm to have to put it away here. Because it's been the feckless leadership that I have hated about this franchise so much. 
now that Tom Telesco is installed and he doesn't have to hire a coach, right? We've already got a coach in 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 line here. This could be a very good situation. So I'll give you a little a little behind the curtain of how things like this work. So I had a pretty good beat on the Raiders, and I had been told Antonio Pierce was going to be the head coach. I said that on this show. Then there came a day where it seemed like everything changed. I never really came off Pierce was going to be the coach. It just started. I started getting really inconsistent messaging, but I couldn't figure out why. And I had told you that Champ Kelly was going to be the GM. Antonio Pierce was going to be the head coach. Then all of a sudden it just went dark of, hey, did my phone break? Because it's not ringing. And it's not ringing from people that it was ringing from an hour ago. As soon as I saw Tom Telesco, it was all the, the hire on, on Twitter. It was almost like I put the final piece of the puzzle together and I went, oh, aha. I, I see what has happened here. You didn't expect Tom Telesco to be let go by the Chargers. He went out on the market, and Mark Davis went, oh, mm-hmm. that's the one I got to have. Mm-hmm. I got to have that guy that drafts well, bring him to me. And it just changes everything. And that is how quickly things can change in this league. Because it was headed down that path. I don't think it. I know it. It was headed down the path that I started with. And then as soon as they saw Tom Telesco, they couldn't help it. Yep. And I don't know if they had to sell Antonio Pierce on him or if they had to sell him on uh, Pierce on Telesco. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it – I mean, and look, I think it's a great hire. Telesco's done – and Quentin Johnston notwithstanding – has done a really good job of of drafting this Chargers team. Everybody has misses, right? You say this all the time. Everybody has misses. Oh, yeah. The, all, that t- all that talent that he put together, and what will the haters point to? Quentin J.C. Jackson. Well, I was going to say free agency moves. Yeah, you're right. In the draft, it would be Quentin Johnston. In free agency, it would be J.C. Jackson, right? You gave $80 billion to J.C. Jackson and cut him 12 games later. Well, the thing you got to remember, and, and this is this is another behind closed doors, because uh, Curtis Davis said Jerry Tillery. This is something you have to remember with the way NFL front offices work. The guys that you have that are scouting the NFL draft and the guys that you have that are scouting the 31 other NFL teams – are not the same people. And practically every problem I've seen with the Chargers has been the pro scouts, not the college guys. Yeah, you missed on Quentin Johnston. Like you said, everybody misses. Mm-hmm. He said Kenneth Murray was a miss. I Was he? It, it I was. Mean, I mean, I guess you took it because you took him at like 14, 15, somewhere in that range. I think it was lower than that. I want to say it was 20. but Maybe. But he was a first-round pick. Yes. Right, mid-first-round pick. I mean, he wasn't the stud that you wanted him no. to be, but he was fine. He was one of the definition of this is why we don't take off-ball linebackers in the first round. That's just we don't do it. And yeah. if you've noticed over the course of the last handful of years since he was drafted, it's dried up. Off-ball linebacker and running back are practically in the same boat now of I can find a Fred Warner in the third round. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Quincy mm-hmm. Williams was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm good. I'll find one. So, I mean, I think this is a home run hire for for the Raiders. I don't think it's a huge loss for the Chargers. It's one of the rare win-wins. Because I do think whoever – Harbaugh's not taking this job without having some say of who is is calling all the shots here. Right. So that was an arranged marriage that it was never going to work. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect time. 
too. It was a perfect time to make the change. No doubt, because Telesco walks into a spot where he doesn't have to hire a coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, for Los Angeles, if you're making the change, we're bringing in a new head coach. Let's do it all. Let's do- well, I mean, my only problem with that is that now a guy that has shown to be a really good evaluator of talent, really good at, at maneuvering in the draft, just went to a division rival. So <laughs> I'm not so sure I can say that part's perfect timing. Right. But if you get Jim Harbaugh to sign on the dotted line in the next handful of days, then no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Both teams go into next year feeling like we made awesome hires. We're we're really trending in the right direction, and I would tend to agree. Yeah, you're going to get the tip of the cap from us on the hire. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, Jeremy, you can tell us how, if you're Tom Telesco, how are you going to fix this team? What holes are you going to fill first? If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic the sportsocracy i up, son i up. it is the sportsocracy and the Las Vegas Raiders have a new GM, Tom Telesco. Put a lot of talent on the field in Los Angeles, but never was able to come up with the wins. Maybe he can get it done for the Raiders. Jeremy, if you're in Telesco's position, where are you where are you starting with the build around what you already have? Well, you know, the Raiders have some cap space and they have some maneuverability to acquire more. The problem is going to be the big grumper that is Jimmy Garoppolo because I feel like you have to get away from him. Apologies. Dean, I'll never understand. There's one button that would just make it go away when it's, it's it just goes, no, I'm going to blow your eardrums out with it <laughs> every time. Between Hunter Renfro and Jimmy Garoppolo, you can save another $23 million. And I, I think you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Hunter Renfro is a, a decent enough player. He is completely irrelevant in this offense. And that was even after Antonio Pierce took over. So it's been two years since yes. he's been worth anything. So you ask me where I start. I think I'm rolling with Aiden O'Connell, but I'm probably going to chase a, a a veteran 
And please, God, don't let it be Russell Wilson. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. But where do I start? I just got to have talent. I got to look at Tom Telesco and go, buddy, there is nothing more important to this roster than what we brought you here to do, which is you got to crush this draft and you got to crush the next one. Because I like the high side talent here. Devontae Adams, Cubby Myers, Max Crosby. It's when you get into that second tier, it's, that's to me where the difference is between Pittsburgh and Cleveland and the teams that weren't elite in the AFC but made the playoffs and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cleveland didn't have a quarterback either. So what was different between them and you? They were at home really good defensively. And top to bottom, better. Yes. At pretty they much killed the draft position. for several years. And look, I just don't I don't think the Raiders are that far away. You know, I said this earlier. If you don't have an elite quarterback, there's not a ton of difference between Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. If you can find a guy that fits into that, if Aiden O'Connell can become that, or you can go get the veteran that can become that, then there's no reason to me that the Raiders can't be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sure the Chargers are the ready-made fix that everybody thinks they are. You're going to get a team or two fall off. The AFC's really good, but the Raiders aren't as far off as people make it out to be. Yeah. They're I think only, they're right in the thick of that next tier that didn't make the playoffs. You're you're only $35 million away from making the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. Do it for me, please. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to... Get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us live or on demand. So miss the show live. Podcast always posted up each and every day uh you can also see us on youtube go to the sportsocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel join us in the chat predictions for 2024 in the nfl we're already seeing the uh you know this the 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 midweek lull between the playoff games here and the nfl writers are all trying to get creative well this was jeremy fowler one of one of our guys from the the mothership that had talked to people around the league, and he had eight spicy takes for the, the 2024 NFL season. And I'm not going to lie to you, I agree with a few of them. Okay. The second what? one was the, ro- the the 49ers roster will take a slight step back. It's kind of hard for me to see a path that they don't. San Francisco is in that, and that's going to lead into, leads into a question that I, I have to ask for the day of, who needs this more? Mm. Over the next, what do we got? Twenty-one days until the Super Bowl. Yep, it's less than that. Seventeen. Who actually needs this more? Who is less likely to return here? I think you can take Kansas City completely out of that. Mm-hmm. You've already got two. You weren't supposed to be here this time. I don't think Andy Reid's going anywhere. I know Pat Mahomes is not going anywhere. So let's take you out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that the other three aren't 1A, 1B, and 1C. Makes a lot of sense because the Detroit Lions, you don't know when your next opportunity is going to be here, right? You you have to play 
this game of last time we had this opportunity was 1991. The last time we won a, a road playoff game was actually the last time they won an NFL title in 1957. Just so happens that it's they also won that game on the road in San Francisco, which they will try to repeat this week. But I don't know when I'm going to get here again. Both of my coordinators could be gone. More likely, uh, more one likely than the ben other. Ben Johnson than Aaron Glenn. Right. One more likely than the other. Um, but how long am I going to be able to keep these guys? Right. Even, even with Ben moving on, Aaron will probably get his opportunity next year or the next, especially if we keep doing this. Right. If we keep getting to the playoffs, winning this division, those opportunities are going to go away. San Francisco more than Baltimore definitely I would be worried about the attrition of this roster no doubt no doubt I mean you look at them over the next three years every single year you know this offseason you got Randy Gregory Chase Young Javon Kenlaw who I understand he's been a bust I get it but there are just a handful of guys that really play into this roster I don't know how you can bring them back and I I mean I know you're a you're a John Lynch guy. Yes. But I mean look how many evaluators out of that front office have been are, are gone. How many guys are are running other teams that were part of the brain trust here? Quesi Adofamensa in Minnesota, Rand Carthon, Adam Peters this year. And you just get to a point where you start looking around going, does this team actually draft well? I know they did. But do they now? And I'm not so sure of that. What's changed? Uh, you lost all of the guys that I just said. The roster right now was basically built between 20... I'm going to say 2019. 2019 yeah. and about 2016. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of that. And I shouldn't have gone that far back. I'll go 2018 to 2021 because you do have a handful of guys. Hufango was in 2021. Mm -hmm. Over the last two years, you want to just uh, let me list off the players that that, that you've drafted over those two drafts. Uh, Jair Brown, Jake Moody, Cam Latu, Darrell Luter, Robert Beal, Drake Jackson, Tyrion Davis-Price, Danny Gray, Spencer Burford, Samuel Warmack. How many of those guys are actually contributing to this team? And you know what? Maybe they're just sitting back there like, well, we'll get my turn one day. I'm going to say they're not. Because practically not one name I just said has seen the field at any level of consistency. Except for Jake Moody. You're not even a role player on this team. That's what's happened since Quesi Adelfamensa moved on. That's what's happened since Rand Carthon moved on. And I'm just looking at John Lynch going, you know what? You had a staff here that may be unlike anything we ever see. Because you've had so many coordinators become head coaches. You've had so many guys that were in the front office become GMs. But, I mean, eventually that attrition gets to you. And now this roster is expensive, and I tend to agree with you. I think San Francisco, if I had to put a number on it, I would say they're 40% 40 of the pie of who does this mean more to. I would put Detroit right behind them mm-hmm. at about 35. Mm-hmm. 
And then Baltimore and Kansas City split up the other 25. Makes because for Pat, sense. this proves, ah, you know what, I'm the guy. It, it's just me. You, the pieces change. I continue to do it. Baltimore, you draft so well. You've got Lamar locked up long term. I just have a belief that you're you're not going to fall off. Those two NFC teams, I don't have that. Because how long I've have seen they- what happens when you lose your play caller and you go through a whole new offensive scheme and you have a mediocre quarterback. Uh, twenty twenty three Philadelphia Eagles uh, would like a word. That's on the table. I don't know that that's going to happen. I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a really good coach and he's had a really good culture in Detroit. I don't know that that offense isn't entirely Ben Johnson. If he walks out that door, this is the best thing you do. Okay, defensively, yeah, you can stop the run. Yes, you've got Aiden Hutchison. In terms of the back half, uh, that thing that Aaron Glenn's supposed to be good at, ooh. ooh. Good good thing is, um, I feel like I've got people in charge that will make the right decision to replace that guy. I do, too, and that's why I put— But it's just the unknown. That's why I put Detroit behind San Francisco. Because at the top, I believe more in Brad Holmes than I do in John Lynch, and this is not even close. It's not even close. Which is weird, because San Francisco has continued to be at this level, but you just don't think he can do it by himself. That's that. That's your, your problem? I'm telling you that there has never been an organization that has been rated this way that didn't fall off eventually. And front office is not like head coaches. All right, losing a coordinator, you see that instantaneously. The difference from D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes, if you can't see that, I can't help you. There is a big difference in the way that defense looks. Jordan Love would have not had the success he had against D'Amico Ryans that he had against Steve Wilkes. But why is that? Because you look at the roster, and the roster's hemorrhaged just a little bit every year. Well, those little hemorrhages become uh, geysers two years from now. And I'm not sure you can replace it. So that's one that, so with San Francisco, I, I do tend to agree. I think they're going to take a step back next year. The NFC, and this is before the offseason, so there's moves to be had and, and things like that. I don't even have a favorite in the NFC next year because I have no idea. You could probably sell me on 12 teams in the NFC being playoff teams, mm-hmm. and I'd buy it. I don't buy it out of the New York Giants. I don't buy it out of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll get to why that is in a minute. I don't buy it out of the Panthers. That might be it. Really? It might be 13 of the 16. Yeah, I could see you making a playoff. San Francisco, Detroit are at the top of the NFC. Right now, clearly they've proven it on the field. And I think that's how they'll go into next year. You will have whoever wins this game will be the favorite because all of those guys that you mentioned coming off of this team this year, Yes, Chase Young is a name, but he was a one-year mercenary that we brought in. Everybody else that you mentioned, nobody popped off to me as a player that I'm going to miss. You're missing all the that point. much. You're missing the point. Mm-hmm. It's all about depth. You remember the year when San Francisco? Oh, they were so good, and everything was going to go so well, and the team got killed by injuries. You're three injuries away from that happening at any given time. Yes, that's how thin this roster. Is. No, you're one. You're you're one away from being a Super Bowl contender to being ah you're just a pretty good playoff team. Who was who's that? Debo. One? Oh, I don't agree with that. Really? No, I've never agreed with that. You add you start adding in Trent Williams or Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle or Christian McCaffrey. Okay, now we can talk. Mm-hmm. But just Debo Samuel? No, I don't believe that. 
I, I don't think it's that top heavy. Right. But you get into two or three of those guys, and you can go from we were in the NFC Championship game last year to we went five and twelve with CJ Beathard. Oh wait, <laughs> that's exactly what now you did. Now to drop off that much, absolutely. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. And I think that could be on the table again. So San Francisco would be my one. Okay. And, and who needs this the most? Uh, as for the rest of the 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 prognostications that I that Jeremy Fowler put out here that he's hearing around the league, the bottom one got me. Of Bill Belichick will be the coach of the the Atlanta Falcons, and he'll win the NFC South with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I've heard that so many times that it's almost starting to make me believe it. Because there's two parts of this that I've heard a lot. One is that Minnesota is absolutely in love with Drake May and has been for two years. The other is that Kirk Cousins wants to win, and he's not 100% sure that that's going to happen in Minnesota. Both of those things could just be in a vacuum. Atlanta has no interest in him. He loves being in Minnesota, doesn't want to move his family. There's a lot of things that could unravel about that. But then I look at how many people are close to Atlanta that keep telling me, just keep an eye on Kirk Cousins because we've we've got the, the flexibility to make that happen. And Bill may not be in love with the idea of having a rookie quarterback. Mike. I started getting this a lot after the, mock, the, the first round mock draft I put out after the end of the regular season. My question will be, why not? Why would Atlanta not be interested in Kirk Cousins? I have the talent there. I'm not running that same system anymore, right? So we 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 don't have that to worry about that he doesn't fit the Arthur Smith system or whatever. Why would they not want that? If you put these, you know, you put these similar weapons around a pretty solid long-time starting quarterback in this league, you're you're basically right back to where you were with Matt Ryan. You're asking you're asking the wrong question. Okay. They would obviously be interested in Kirk Cousins. The question is, where does Kirk Cousins fall in the pecking order? How many other quarterbacks are you more interested in than Kirk Cousins? Are you playing a longer game? It, it, and obviously hiring Bill Belichick, you think you're all in on two or three years because he's 72 years old. He's also Bill Belichick. He's already shown the proclivity to not want to sit on Martha's Vineyard and and make walks of shame. I'm not sure this is just a two or three year thing. So if that's what he's selling, then it's possible that he could be after one of the one of the rookies, or there could be Justin Fields, or there's just a lot of variables there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that highly unlikely. I don't. I find it highly unlikely that Bill Belichick wants to completely do a rebuild at 72 years old. Well, it's not written. No, no, no. That's that's not what I said. What I said is that this is not a two-year go all chips into the table because you do have young Kyle Pitts. You do have young Drake London. You do have young B. John Robinson. You've got a bunch of pieces on that defense that are young, and you've got an offensive line intact. I didn't say this was a rebuild. There ain't nobody looking at the Falcons as a rebuild. Mm. Most of them are looking at Arthur Smith going, how stupid are you? Like, how did you screw this up? Uh, by the way, no less than five teams in the NFL are interested in Arthur Smith to be their offensive coordinator next year. That's all that story deserves because I will make fun of you when you decide to be who you are. I'm not sure that this is not a longer-term play for him, mm. that he looks at Atlanta and – thinks that they're set up for a, a several-year run because the NFC South is so bad. 
I'm looking at Dennis Allen. I'm looking at Todd Bowles, and I'm looking at uh, whatever Carolina winds up with going, am I really that worried about that? Did Bill Belichick take this job to say I can rule the NFC South for the next five years? He's taking this job, to, if he does take it, to cement his legacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure you're doing that in two years short of winning the Super Bowl. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. And Kirk Cousins is a very short-term fix. I think he's the best short-term fix. But there's something about that that I, I keep hearing it and going, oh. He's what, 35? Cousins? Kirk no, Cousins? He's, I think he's older than that. He hmm. might be 35. Yeah. Taking three I was thinking he has a little ways to go. He will be go. 36 week one next year. Okay. I was thinking he has a little ways to go before 40. So, I mean, it's also is, coming off an injury. That is that is a four or five year proposition. Not uh, necessarily. For the most part. Not necessarily. You don't think so? No, you're, you're doing that thing that people get. They've been skewed by Aaron Rodgers and they've been skewed by Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins is nowhere near the athlete of the first two that I just said. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he works hard. I got it. Ben Roethlisberger played to 42. Ben Roethlisberger was three inches taller than Kirk, than, than Kirk Cousins and built like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. That is, that's not a comparison. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the biggest human beings I've ever been in a room with. I'm not sure he couldn't still play. And by the end, which was 41, he looked awful. Yeah, he did. Kirk Cousins is not that level player. He's not. He's not built that way. He doesn't look that way. None of that. I have more fear of him coming off an Achilles than I do off Aaron Rodgers, who is five full years older. You're not that kind of athlete. Wow. Okay. I mean, genetically, you don't have it the way Aaron Rodgers does. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he won't be fine. I have more fear with Kirk Cousins than I do with Aaron Rodgers, which, which should tell you a lot. Yeah. Okay. We'll continue with the uh, 2024 NFL. Way too early predictions. You got one? You want to throw it out there? Throw it into the YouTube comments. We'll get to it coming up next here in the Sportsocracy. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. 
the sportsocracy. This is G. Deggeroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 2024, way too early predictions. Um, some of the NFL writers are already coming out with their predictions for next year. And we thought it'd be a good time to uh, to, to look at some of those. Atlanta Falcons getting Bill Belichick. That's a huge story this offseason, as will all the coaching moves be. Jim Harbaugh, as we mentioned earlier, is apparently in final negotiations with the Los Angeles Chargers. So at any moment, that news could come down uh and how much of a how much of a difference will that make do you have uh do you do you do you have a spicy prediction that you'd like to throw out there for us well i mean you, you just to before i do that just to touch on a couple more that are very obvious oh okay uh baker mayfield resigning with the bugs mm. duh for how much eh, i don't know I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling it's going to be a lot. <laughs> CJ Stroud, top three in MVP voting. I tend to agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be top three this year, let alone next year. But as for, for spicy takes for next year, I think there's going to be a weird amount of upheaval in the AFC. Because there are teams that I'm looking at going, I don't really know how you're going to stay together. This Andy Reid thing has been rattling around in my brain. And this is not the first time that we've heard rumors that he could step away if they won the Super Bowl or anything. It feels different this time. How so? I'm hearing it from people that are way smarter. I'm hearing it from people that don't tend to miss on things like this. I'm hearing it from people that would know if something had been said. The ones that basically ignored this, the other two times I've seen it happen, I ain't ignoring it this time. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. I will tell you that one of them is the same one that told me Nick Saban was going to be walking away. So just use that for what it's worth. The noise is getting louder. As it's as it has done every year for the last few years of maybe this is time. It's a hard for me to imagine that he would walk away before, I don't know. How old is he? 65. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine he'd walk away before 70. But it's there again, me. he's got health problems and, and, and all of that. So that's He's also got a life outside of football. I'm, I'm not. There are different kinds of guys. To me, Bill Belichick is an NFL lifer. He will do this until lunchtime of the day he dies, unless he is not allowed to any further. I'm starting to feel that way about Pete Carroll. I don't feel that way with Andy Reid. I don't feel that way with a lot of high-end coaches. I don't feel, I obviously don't feel that way with Sean McVay. No. Well, okay, all right, so let me give you a, let me give you a comparison here. You just said, no, of course not with Sean McVay. No. Why did you say that? Because he has other options outside of the game mm-hmm. he's so already considered Reed. walking away mm-hmm. so does andy Reid. so does andy trust me mm-hmm. every network would line up to go hey um we would love to have you join our, our pregame show because andy's really smart and andy's really likable the other reason i thought you said that's because he's so young 
Sean McVay's 37. Mm-hmm. You realize Andy Reid's been doing this that long, too. Andy Reid's been a head coach for a long time in this league. Mm-hmm. And if that were to happen, I could easily see it leading to a domino effect. And you've got a lot of good, young, little spunky teams. The Colts, the Texans, the Bengals are still really young. They haven't made it to a to a. They made it to a Super Bowl, but they haven't won one. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars, who we just kind of throw out with the bathwater, even though they're young and talented as well. Without Andy Reid, do, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs immediately just become ah maybe a playoff team? No, you're going too far. Okay, I'm, I, I was just trying to figure out where because you said the you can see all of these other teams stepping up to take their place. The dynasty for me dies with Andy Reid. Okay. Pat Mahomes will always be a a high level quarterback. The thing that nobody ever the thing that nobody ever talked about with the New England dynasty and how long it lasted. You kept the quarterback in place, you kept the head coach in place, you kept the offensive scheme in place, you kept the defensive scheme in place. You do realize the coordin- the defensive coordinator is older than Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the offensive scheme. Yeah, that's that's one piece that I'm not going to say everything comes falling apart because I don't believe that. I the six ASC championship games in six years that would probably be a thing of the past to me, mm-hmm. and it completely makes the the AFC it's wide open. That's just that's one element that I'm looking at going that could change every bit of this, everything. Mm-hmm. And in the NFC, every year you have at least. Two new playoff teams each side. I won't be shocked. The NFC has five. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to consider that yet because I don't think we're there. But I don't know. I don't don't have my inside sources. And maybe the the word is that he's ready. He's ready to walk away. I mean, he's, you know, he's earned it. And he's been doing this a long time. He has. Um, So, all right. That would be probably my spiciest take. Is mm-hmm. it, it, everything kind of falls off that? That's such a big domino to fall, and I don't really see that many others. I mean, you look at the highest high end teams in the NFL right now. Uh, I went back to the the Vegas power rankings that I had pulled up earlier. Let's say Andy Reid stays in place. Let's say you're right and he's not ready to walk away. Yep. This is the final power ranking that they sent out. This is for this week. Tell me the team that falls off a cliff. Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, Dallas, Jacksonville, L.A. Rams, Houston Texans. That's the top seven. Mm-hmm. I don't have a great one. Wh- which one of those teams falls off a cliff? Don't know. Oh, I skipped San Francisco and Buffalo. Sorry. I had it pulled up by I another. Don't, I don't think there's a cliff coming for any of them. History tells me there is for one of them. Maybe. Because that happens every single mm-hmm. year. Maybe Buffalo with a coaching change. Buffalo is one that Buffalo is one that I look at and just go, man, the AFC keeps getting better, and I if, don't see you getting better. No. If this Stefan Diggs thing keeps getting louder and they have to figure out something to get him out of town or whatever happens. Remember last offseason it was all that he's unhappy Remember his brother said that he was not happy there and he was moving on and all of that. And now you've got he all said the it was noise. Time for him to move on. Okay. Was. 
Uh, and then you've he got, said a lot of things that his brother very quickly said. I don't yeah. control him. He can yeah. say whatever he wants to. It doesn't make it angry. Yeah. And then all of the noise around him taking a step back this year. And, and for me, I'm not so coming. sure I care about that because I've had you here and it's really not changed anything. Yes, Josh Allen got better. Mm-hmm. It changed a lot when he showed mm-hmm. up. It changed a lot for Josh Allen. Well, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's that quarterback now. If you're telling me, all right, let me. I'll give you a real life example of this. Let's say T or um, T Higgins. Sorry, names on my screen. Let's say Stefan Diggs walks out in, in Buffalo mm-hmm. and they replace him with Michael Pittman. Does a lot change? Because I don't think it does. I've still got Dalton Kincaid. I'm going to draft another one. I've still got weapons. I've still got Josh Allen because it all falls right back on him. Yeah. That all feels great about your downfield opportunities, but. I don't disagree because I don't have the guy that separates. But, exactly. But I mean, all right, let's say I draft Xavier Worthy and I got Michael Pittman. Is my receiving core better or worse than it was that a could year work. ago? That could work. And that's not that inconceivable. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, yes, it's nice to have Stefan Diggs. My quarterback got $30 million more expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose somebody. I've already mentally chalked that up. If it's Stefan Diggs or it's – I'm trying to think of another piece. Or, or the, the two safeties. Uh, two safeties have been hurt, so I've seen you without them, and I know how much the defense regresses without them. That's an equivalent loss to me. Mm-hmm. You've been winning divisions since Stefan Diggs got there. Before that, you were barely a playoff team. Did they even make the playoffs before well, Stefan got okay, there? Okay, and I'm going to go back to what I said the first hour. You're You're leaving out a real damn big part of that. What changed when Stefan Diggs showed up? Oh, Tom Brady went away. That changed this narrative vehemently, way more than Stefan Diggs did. Josh Allen took a huge step forward. You can call that the chicken. You can call that the egg. I would, I would listen to either one. Mm-hmm. He took a third-year jump. It just so happened Stefan Diggs was there, and Stefan Diggs becomes the Hurricane Rock. I would listen to that. Mm-hmm. Or having the number one receiver is what allowed him to do that. That's also an acceptable solution. The one that you can't just completely diminish is, hey, the greatest dynasty in NFL history crumbled like the Roman Empire. (laughs) The same offseason that you did that. Yeah, it did. But is that an argument for or against? Uh, For Buffalo? Right. No, that was to what you said. Of They weren't winning divisions. No kidding. Uh, the the team that won yeah, the most were, in twenty years. Yeah, but they weren't ever. even. But they weren't even close to winning divisions. They were a game two out of the division four or five times over the course of ten. I mean, look, the Jets were irrelevant for ten years. Mm-hmm. So you had Buffalo and you had Miami, who was largely irrelevant. They finished second in that division plenty of times. Mm-hmm. If there's no New England, there's no Tom Brady. They would have won plenty. They wouldn't have been a threat to the level they were over the last few years. You just did the very thing that I spoke about in the first hour, and I couldn't let that go unchecked. What do you mean? You're leaving out quite a big part of that narrative. Yeah. Well, they weren't winning divisions. No kidding. They had Tom Brady in the division. Nobody was winning divisions. But but the point there also is, and to me the bigger point is, Josh Allen wasn't as good without Stephon Diggs. Can he be now? Maybe. But I'm going to go with the whole Bill Belichick thing, right? I've never seen Bill Belichick be a great coach without Tom Brady. 
I've mm-hmm. never seen Josh Allen be that guy, that MVP level quarterback without Stefan Diggs. You also didn't see him as anything more than a first or second year raw rookie. I've seen Bill Belichick do it on each side of Tom Brady. Sure. Way better evidence for one than the other. Sure. So I would say if there was one that takes a step back out of that group, it'd be Buffalo for me. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Tech. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is the sportsocracy, and it's time to get weird. And it's weird for us to talk basketball on this, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this just to, to talk a little basketball here because yesterday something weird happened in the NBA. Um, the second best team in the league fired their coach. Adrian Griffin, who has been, I mean, how many years is it, Jeremy, that he's been a top candidate for every head coaching job as the up-and-comer young guy? Oh, four solid years. I was going to say. Well, he got his job. He got the Milwaukee Bucks job after they fired Mike Budenholzer, who let them down in the playoffs right they had that miserable exit in the first round of last year's playoffs where they got beat four games to one after coming in as the number one seed they fired Mike Budenholzer they bring in Adrian Griffin and yesterday after 42 games they decided nah we're we're done with this he's not the guy it's very strange to see that happen I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but apparently there's a lot of things that have happened behind closed doors. They brought in Terry Stotts early in the season to be an assistant, and he quit before the season even started. Apparently, um, he's had run-ins with Bobby Portis in the locker room, which I think everybody's had run-ins with Bobby Portis in the locker room. Uh, Thankfully, he didn't get physical this time uh, because Bobby Portis would tear him in half. Uh, Giannis and him have butted heads a couple of times throughout the season. The defense has been bad. So the Milwaukee Bucks looked at this and went, this guy cannot lead us to a championship. 
We know this unequivocally 40 games in. Half a season in, this ain't the guy. So we need to make the change now. So they turned it over to Doc Rivers. Don't blame Giannis. Let's, Don't blame Giannis. Not his fault. Let's just say that to me, okay, winning the regular season division, uh, finishing as the best team in the league, Doc Rivers can almost not guarantee you that, but he'll put you in the running for those. Winning the championship, on the other hand, if that is your stated goal, I'm not trying to say Adrian Griffin's better than him. I'm just saying he may not be the one that I would want to pin my hopes on because how many times has he had a good team and not gotten it done? Los Angeles Clippers, Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics, outside of the one year that they actually won. It hasn't gone well for Doc. Uh, I mean, he has all kinds of records for giving up series leads, Mm -hmm. game seven losses. Six and ten in game sevens. That's not good. Doc Rivers is the champagne room stripper of the NBA. He'll get you right where you want to go and leave you really sad as you're (laughs) driving home. (laughs) Look, don't touch. Look, don't touch. (laughs) (laughs) Doc Rivers in the boom, boom room. Let's go. Game seven, he tends to get boom, boom. Just saying. My yikes. My story is about some parrots that have some things in common with me, much like Tank has some things in common with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park. They have eight African gay gray parrots. <laughs> You're a child. Don't I'm be a sorry, child. I couldn't help it. I you left out a letter. Okay? Happens. That's how people talk. Sorry. African gray parrots. And these parrots have a bit of a problem. They like wordy dirds a lot. Like, and when I say dirty words, it it doesn't in the AP story tell me what they say. Mm-hmm. It just says that they use very specific, explicit language. Aha. Uh-huh. Which to me means that they have some of the same problems I do, which is sometimes you use a certain obscenity in all the ways and it doesn't even really make all that much sense Mm -hmm. so they don't know what to do because these parrots are corrupting that they're afraid the parrots are going to corrupt the other parrots so they've isolated these eight into their own enclosure but they have a plan they have a plan of how to fix this and it may be the dumbest plan i've ever heard in my life are you still laughing over there you eight-year-old of of course you are. What well, th- their their plan is? They have ninety two other birds that make up the rest of the flock, mm-hmm. and so instead of keeping these swear word loving birds away, they're going to integrate them into the flock because their thought is that the others will teach them to use good words no. instead. No, have you never been to a public middle school, you <laughs> morons? No, the bad ones always corrupt the good ones. It doesn't work the other way. Uh, it's not going to go how you want it to. You watched way too many dare infomercials. Well, we'll put the good kids around the bad ones, and then they'll want to do good things in the volunteer at churches. Or they'll all be smoking meth behind the gym. This is not hard to figure out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
I don't even want to look at the comments, do I? That, no, you don't. Yeah, I didn't you think don't. so. You don't. Especially with how I, especially with how I led that story off. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, that was one of those times that a slip up was horribly tough. It weren't. It weren't great. <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> it weren't great. <laughs> but I do appreciate you giving me the uh, giving me the chuckle here. And yeah, that's not going to go how you want it to. I, I, I mean, you can try to encourage the children to say the good things. But once they hear the bad things, they can't say anything other than that. No doubt. You've obviously because never raised a toddler. Say the F word around a toddler and mm-hmm. wait to see how many times that comes back at you. Mm-hmm. And if you overreact to it, it'll be five times more than where I'm headed right now. Yep. It's also works that way for me. I think we should just let them be. You know, that was like my fifth word, right? What? Oh, really? Was mm-hmm. it? That's it's not surprising. <laughs> to anyone yeah. Yeah. and it's definitely not surprising after i met your dad because i know how you got it <laughs> you came by it honest my friend <laughs> oh yeah oh just i can't wait for our coverage at the senior bowl i mean i feel like i need to break out our old open open of it. this content is intended for mature audiences mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of wordy dirts yes yes you're in this and no mention of this african gray parrot gray. incident the gray parrot you children so who can't help it look if he had done it i'd have been laid at the floor like that. <laughs> so. there'd have been no coming back there's been reference to fish sticks in the comments mm-hmm. that i i do with it what you will if mm-hmm. you know you know mm-hmm. i you know i do i do love i do love the listeners of this show you never disappoint me in the references that you can bring up mm-hmm. birds aren't real Hashtag birds aren't real. That's right. Uh, Taylor M. asked if we will be streaming during the Senior Bowl. I will say that's highly unlikely unless he wants to do it. Because I'm going to be in a place that I can't do it. I have nothing to offer you in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't I really, be you know, Last year, you and Armchair got together and you did the Senior Bowl thing. And uh, we all, you know, we watched along and it was all good. I have no recruiting insight to add to that so i will not be able to do a senior bowl it, you it just, you just wouldn't like it hey I, I know that guy i know that school i will be doing a lot of stuff from the senior bowl i've got a i've got a setup that i'll be putting in the hotel room mm-hmm. i think i may have a spot on media row i'm not 100 percent sure i knew i was go. i thought i was going by myself so i didn't really position myself to have all the things uh mm-hmm. armchair said he loved doing the senior bowl uh with us last year frankly you can do the recap shows with me this year i have no problem with that i just can't do the game nfl network has the full broadcast right yeah. so i can't do anything from inside the studio. right right jeremy will be on site and uh we'll get all of his lead up to the senior bowl and of course all of the recap once he gets back uh, you're gonna see a lot of that beer mug logo in orange mm-hmm uh, we're going to see, uh, w- we will be touching base with Jeremy live, uh, from the senior bowl throughout his visit down there. Uh, we will have some special guest hosts in with me next week. I know, uh, football, Fry- football, Farley, Brian Haynes is going to be with us for the, uh, Monday and Tuesday editions. I've already, uh, sorted it out that, uh, Chris Womack from news 13, he is going to be joining us. He's uh, of course, sports director there. He'll be joining us on thursday of next week and who knows we may have some other friends show up throughout the week as well and at times well because all of the people that you said 
can do some shows that are not just football related uh, because you'll be getting you'll be getting plenty of football from uh, Mullet and Mullet Senior. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. And I am real excited to see what that sounds like after three Mullet Senior uh, Long Island iced teas in the bar of the hotel. Uh, Jeremy, do you know what time it is? Time to dance. Who's gonna break the news? 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 Ah, uh, and uh, today's I breaking fell news. For that. Yeah, you did. I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and you I did. hate myself for it. News out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Breaking news: The state lottery commission has voted, and March eleventh will be the official start date for legal sports betting in the Tar Heel State. Lawmakers passed the bills. Governor Roy Cooper signed them into law in June. They have been waiting to figure out uh, all that go through all of the hoops and things and the, the, the crediting process and all of that to figure out when we could start. And they're not going to get it in before the Super Bowl, as some of us had hoped. But... They will get it in before the NCAA tournament. In fact, March 11th is the day before the ACC tournament kicks off, so it'll come in just in time for you to put all of it on the North Carolina Tar Heels. It's their only good team in the ACC outside of Duke. Oh, yeah. They're... If they don't win the ACC, it's because they did something wrong. Somebody <laughs> else did something right. right. Uh, this is, I mean, look, this is a huge day for North Carolina. This is a huge day for us. We have been, we've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, I will say this, and I, I'm going to try to do my best, million dollar man here. If, if you thought you could just avoid ESPN Radio Asheville, and that that was how you could avoid me. <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to see more of me. You're going to see more of me. You'll like the way it looks, I guarantee it. Um, The Lottery Commission, of course, deciding uh, all of the rules. Anyone over age 21 will be allowed to legally wager on sports as long as you are officially, uh, uh, you are signed up with an officially licensed operator within the state, which is what a lot of the delay has been of sorting through who can and who cannot do business this way in the state of North Carolina. Uh, this is, I mean, look, this is a big story for us. This is a big story for the state. This will change, uh, to me, this will change probably at least a a half of a half an hour every day. Mm-hmm. The bets can be made in person at designated areas. We've seen more and more of those uh, pop up. I think they put one over at uh, PNC Arena in Raleigh. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see one at Greensboro at some point. Um, and... You can do it over the phone or on the electronic device. So you can call in your bets like your Pete Rose or something. I don't think anybody still does that. I mean, not a, not not with an actual operator. No, that's people that they have a problem. Yeah. You want to get your thumbs broken by some guy named Tommy Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did the racism there so I didn't have to. I'm not what the- <laughs> I hate you sometimes, and I hate the things you say. Uh, you went Tommy Cutlets, though. Good for you. Well, here's the thing. I said somebody's going to get their thumbs broken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they probably they probably got a friend that looks strikingly like me. Wears a leather jacket. Maybe carries a lot of change. Maybe has their money in a rubber band in their pocket. Mm-hmm. 
No wagers accepted until noon, March 11th. Which means at noon 01, this show's going to start and my phone's going to be right here. I mean, it, it, I'm yep. insanely excited. I know people that have been going to the Tennessee State line to do this. It's like they live close to there, so they just go get gas in Tennessee and, <laughs> and fill out their beds. Your... I'm thinking of one specifically that told me he does that on a <laughs> daily basis. Wow. So, I mean, this is huge for the economy of this state. You're going to see a lot more gambling stuff from us. That's been one of the hard things because we are on terrestrial radio. Doing this in a state that you can't do this in. So, it's... I know a lot of things that are coming, and I'm very excited about it. This is a... This is a tie-in of, we've told you for years, wager, don't watch. We're about to give you the way you should wager, and you still shouldn't watch. Mm -hmm. You're in the sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Teen. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top-quality, fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops we're back counting down to kickoff let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with beast unleashed presented by monster brewing number one beat the heat unleash the beast with bold familiar flavors zero caffeine and zero sugar number two running the option there's four to choose from white haze each perfect scary berries and my personal favorite mean green and number three at six percent abv max protect always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. It is ESPN Asheville. Yeah, I'm still laughing. Yeah, because you're a child. Of course I am. I do a show from noon to three every day with a toddler. Mm-hmm. An oversized toddler with a bad credit score and a comb over, but it's a toddler nonetheless. <laughs> I don't have enough hair for a comb over. Thank you. I love how he gleams right over the credit score, Bart. I think mine no just lies. passed him for the first time uh, because of HWA. If you have poor credit, consulting firm. There you go. I'll fix that. Because mine, mine would have been a really bad SAT score. Like on one portion. Because you got the English, the math, and then the, the essay. Mm-hmm. My credit would have been a horrific score on any one of the three. <laughs> now it's practically perfect i don't know when i had to uh when i when i had to go purchase a new vehicle i remember the salesman coming back in and going 
Well, you don't seem to have a credit score, so yeah, thanks. You keep your money card. in uh, mason jars. Mason jars. I keep it in mayonnaise jars, and if the government ever shows <laughs> up, I got a place to hide it. And you're not gonna like where it is. Thankfully, he doesn't have much money. <laughs> I don't. I can fit them all in one sock. <laughs> Uh, this is the sportocracy. And there was my toddler coming up. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh, ESPN Asheville. Daily draft coming up at the top of the hour. After the next break, we will be drafting. We had to look over what are we drafting. We are... That thing I've teased three or four times, but you're too worried about that one letter I left out. Uh, well, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, if most... I want to take a stab when he spent the commercial doing it, I, I bet you can guess. <laughs> Most outstanding persons in the NFL. It's the new award that we're making up for the NFL. Okay, we've we've got to give this to uh, the Ocho. What? He has done his best to make sure that we say this. Okay. Uh, wait, well, there's a super chat? Yeah. Uh, yeah! Five Canadian NHL players are uh, surrendering to police over a sexual assault that apparently happened in a... Canadian juniors thing. That's I, that's, you know as much as I do. That's not good. No. Apparently, uh, a few of these guys are on NHL squads right now, yes. and that's going to affect things. And so, he said this would be uh, akin to the Duke lacrosse case mm-hmm. here you in want, Canada. Yep. You want the lowdown on uh, all of it? Tune into the Ocho tonight yes. at eight o'clock. And tonight, for the first time in the history of them doing that show, I will be in this studio while they're doing it. Oh, so yeah. if I can find a way to get it on our socials, I'll do it. I'll I'll do that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, six o'clock tonight for uh, ESPN Asheville listeners. UNC Asheville basketball back in action. Big South action tonight as Radford comes to town. That'll uh, begin at six. Yeah, and I'll be producing that, which means everybody else was either sick, dead, or didn't answer their phone because I am the last call. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Most outstanding persons in the NFL. The new award. We're going to award it next. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And the Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you get all the alerts for the extra content. What? Camera I'm smiling at. The camera turned on and caught me masticating. <laughs> weren't the first time was it (laughs) no Mm -mm, mm -mm. quite embarrassing when you get caught (laughs) oh that's the first time in all these years that's ever happened i was just woofing down a salad i heard that music start and i went (laughs) rutro it's time to do the thing that was a shorter break than i'm used to yep oops you better clear the mechanism there take you a sip of water and uh let's get ready for the daily draft Today's Daily Draft, new award in the NFL. It's not a real thing. We just made this up. You got the most valuable player. Mm, You got the comeback player. 
You know, all the offensive and defensive players of the year and all of that. Most outstanding person, though, it's an award that who who was an integral to the storyline of the 2024 NFL season? Do you have any qualifiers that you would like to throw out there? Nope. Before we get underway with our selections? Nope. This is the person most responsible for how we got here. Best at their job and had the biggest effect on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one pick belongs to me. I'll take it. You? All right. Brad Holmes of the Detroit Lions. And I'm not sure it's all that close. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, well, what about this quarterback or that quarterback? All right. I mean, let's break down what Brad Holmes has been able to do do for this team. You have a, I will say, systemic culture of losing that has been prevalent around Detroit for 50 years. You had Barry Sanders. You had Calvin Johnson. It led to nothing. You came in, made a trade, sending out Matthew Stafford, who I'm I'm not real sure I'm going out on a limb here to say that he's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. You sent him out. You brought back Jared Goff, who was a diminished asset to say the least. He'd been to a Super Bowl. He'd been a number one pick. But he wasn't viewed that way. As a matter of fact, his, con- his his contract was viewed to be the biggest albatross in the NFL. That's why you gave up a first-round pick to get him. Two. I mean, that's how all of this – well, I, I see what you're saying. You gave up the extra yeah. pick just for you taking him on. Right. There, there were two in the trade. Sorry, that was – I didn't understand you at first. So you've done all of those things that have put you in this place. Now allow me to look at what you've done since you were were brought in as the GM in the draft. Your first draft, you took Panay Sewell at seven. Yeah, I would argue he's the best right tackle in the NFL, and I'm not sure it's all that close. You had a couple in the in the middle that were good, not great. Wuzariki from from Washington, Elaine McNeil, who's been more integral this year. Melifon Wu, the, the corner safety out of Syracuse. But then is that pick at 112 that really is where things went, uh-oh. Amon Ross St. Brown. 14th receiver taken in that class. You knew it. You knew it. But you also knew he was going to fall because he wasn't crazy fast on tape. And this has been kind of a reputation for USC receivers. The following year, you took Aiden Hutchinson at two. You had an extra pick. You took Jameson Williams, which has not completely panned out at this point, but he's still fine. You added Kirby Joseph, who's been pretty integral to this team. Then you had the 2023 draft, which is what changed everything. You had two first-round picks. You took Jameer Gibbs at 12, and you were universally mocked for taking a running back at 12 that wasn't even the best running back, quote, in this class. Yeah, he is now. Jack Campbell, you took him at 18. Yeah, he's had a role. Sam Laporta, I could argue, is one of the three best tight ends in the NFL right now. Yes. In his rookie year at a position that is really hard 
to acclimate to in the NFL. And then Brian Branch, who we had talked about for a half a round going, how is he selling this board? And all these other evaluators, well, he's not fast enough. He's not big enough to play safety. He's not. It was good enough for you. And weird. Now you're in the NFC championship game. There's no person in the NFL that right now that is more responsible for a team being where they are than Brad Holmes. And I couldn't be happier. Honestly, I could not be happier. I'm the biggest Lions fan in the world. And I've never pulled for the Lions a second in my entire life. Because you have my favorite GM and you have my favorite player in Amonra St. Brown. And I don't even hide it. I name a team after Amonra St. Brown every year. That was a great pick. I hate you so much right now. He was my A number one pick. Yeah, there was no doubt. I was getting the number one pick in this, and that is who I was taking. Yes. Um, I don't think that there's another front office person that you can point to and put as much on as Brad Holmes. But as we'll much on, no, but there's another one on my list, mm-hmm. just so we're clear. I was going to say, we'll get there. Most outstanding persons of the 2024 NFL season. Brad Holmes was was my number one. Um, I'm going to take two players because there are two to me that stood above and beyond everybody else. One is the MVP and the other one is the offensive player of the year. Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. Lamar, we talked about at the beginning of the program, this is is the year that everyone should be coming or – coming to the realization of this guy is elite it may not fit your diction your dictionary definition of quarterback in the nfl that's how easy that is to do Mm -hmm. but my parrot lamar jackson is elite no doubt. somebody said earlier in the chat this is lamar jackson will go down in history as the most um uh, uh, trash-talked two-time MVP in the history of the game. And I don't think it's all that close. There's not another one. I, I looked at the list earlier. You've got guys that won multiple MVPs. Every one of them are considered the greatest, among the greatest of all time at their positions. You may not have Marshall Falk at number five, on your highest running backs of all time. But he's close. He's up there. How many people are ready to put Lamar Jackson in that category? He'll be a two-time MVP, and there's only a handful of guys that have ever done that before. (laughs) And they're all the same guys that we talk about greatest of all time. Yeah, the only one I could could even make an argument for would be Aaron Rodgers. And I think he and his has been more inability to win in big games and his own political beliefs than it is play. Yeah, nobody ever doubted the arm. Nobody ever doubted the talent. Five years when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, what are we going to talk about? How great Aaron Rodgers was. We may be talking about how horrible the experiment with the New York Jets went, depending on how this next season goes. But you're going to talk about his greatness. More than anything. I've already compared you to Snoop Dogg once today. Don't make me compare you to Doc Rivers. If you heard what I called him in the last hour, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look, don't touch. 
and so Lamar, obviously, and then and then Christian. If there was no Lamar, Christian would probably have my vote for MVP. And I don't ever consider quarterbacks or wide receivers or anything in that scenario usually. You usually Same. only consider quarterbacks, not only, running backs or yes, wide receivers. No. Only quarterbacks. That is a quarterback-only stat or, 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 or award. And I think Christian has to be my two this year. That's how important he is to San Francisco because it's not Brock Purdy. As much as you want it to make it Brock Purdy, it's not. He's not the one. He's not the straw that stirs the drink. I'm glad you did that that way because I got my one. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson would have been my two. Mm -hmm. And then I get my three and four. And it's weird. They're on the same coaching staff. It's Todd Monken and Mike McDaniel. No. Mike McDonald, excuse me. Not a lot has changed in Baltimore over the years. This is the most impressive they have ever been. Ever. Do you disagree with that? Both sides of the ball. Uh, Even in the Super Bowl year, when they won it with Flacco, they didn't look this good. Yeah, I, I mean, as a whole team, yeah. I, I just keep thinking back to the to the Ravens defense, the first one that won it against the Giants back in 2000. And I go, ah, I'm not sure this is the greatest because that defense was so good. But they're the, mo they're the most complete of the three teams. I, I, I think there's Chapa City in our uh, YouTube comments. This is just for this year. And I'll get to why I've got him ahead of Mahomes. It's not that I'm saying he's better than Mahomes. This is who was more important to this year. Because if Tyler Huntley was the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, it would look strikingly like it did last year. In Kansas City, you still have Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. Now, the two coordinators have changed the way Baltimore plays. Because the defense is insane. Insane. With guys that a lot of people didn't believe in. Kyle Hamilton, universally panned. I had more people through that draft tell me I was out of my mind than I could shake a stick at because they were worried about how big he was and how slow he ran and that he wasn't going to be able to cover tight ends. He wasn't going to be able to do this, that, and the other thing. You know what he does in Baltimore? He plays football. And he does it at a really high level and he did it as an all-pro this year. Todd Monken took a quarterback that a lot of people said could not throw, period, could not be predominantly a thrower. He screamed at all offseason that I'm going to put him in the pocket. He will run to augment that, but he will be a thrower of the football. And weird, you're the best team in the NFL. And I don't know how close it is. I don't. Okay. So Todd Monken is your second pick. Yes. And then your third pick is Mike McDaniel. Ma Mike, Mike McDonald. McDonald. Gosh, stop doing that. I did it first time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to do it over and over and over again. Um, great selections. Obviously, the coaching staff has mattered a great deal in Baltimore. And you could, to me, you could, you could really put more on this list, right? You could, you could throw Isaiah Likely in there for coming in for Mark Andrews and not and helping him not skip a beat. Zay Flowers is the you know the, the new target in that offense. 
obviously Eric DaCosta, right? Throw him in there as well. My next most outstanding person of the 2024 class. I'm I'm gonna have to go with I, I'm gonna have to stay with stay with the players here. You've you, you've you've taken all the great choices mm-hmm. to me, so I'm gonna have to stay with a player. But we're gonna take a break first, and when we come back, I'll give you my player. Uh, maybe I'll consider taking something else. There's some there's one specifically you better take, or I'm gonna do that thing I just did with uh, two guys on the same team again. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and Mountain Graphics avl.com your one-stop custom apparel shops the best season of the year is here tailgate season monster brewing presents this season's mvp the beast unleashed with four bold familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar beast unleashed is your new pre-game ritual with white haze mean green peach perfect and scary berries there's a flavor for every fan the beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can and kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. We are back in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, the Daily Draft. Today's Daily Draft, the most outstanding persons from the 2024 NFL season. It's a new award that we've created. Um, we got to give it a name, though. I feel like all the best awards have names. Like, they're named after someone. Like, you know, the Amonra St. Brown team. Or, you know, like they did in basketball with the, you know, the Carl Malone power forward of the year. You give this one a name. Who would you name it for? We'll throw that one out in the chat. Y'all, uh, and let us know. Uh, we'll, we're still workshopping this whole thing. Most outstanding persons. It all started with Jeremy taking the number one pick with Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions, transformed them into a winner. Then I went with the two players of the year, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey. Then he goes Todd Monk and Mike McDonald. 
the two coordinators from the best team in the league, the Baltimore Ravens, because obviously they have changed things quite a bit. So it comes back to my turn, and I'm going to stick with a player for now because there's one that I really wanted to get in here right after Christian, and it's C.J. Stroud. A guy that was doubted by damn near everyone came in and set all the rookie records and turned a god-awful team into a playoff team. You rolled your eyes a little bit there, Jeremy. I did. I'll explain why in a minute. Oh, okay. Because the credit goes elsewhere to you? No. Okay. I mean, I feel like this is one of those that you could, you know, you could point to a lot of reasons why this team was better. Not throwing shade at anybody. D'Amico, all those receivers, Bobby Slowick, hell, even Nick Casario, who we thought was a big old dum-dum. I'm still not 100% sure he's not. I had a lot of... If he's not, he is the luckiest dude on the planet. Because in his last draft, we talked about this, if you don't get it right in this draft, you are done. He goes out and gets his quarterback, then he makes the trade to give D'Amico Will Anderson. If he's not smart, then he's the luckiest guy on the planet. I would say it's 60-40 lucky over smart. Okay. I'll tell you why I say that. Mm Mm-hmm. He was dead set on C.J. Stroud in spite of the fact that his coach was telling him, nope, I want Will Anderson. Yes. So instead of coming to some consensus, he just split the difference at the expense of what should have been an outrageous pick this year. That is lucky to a point. Not because you were because you hit on the two players. C.J. Stroud is better than any prognosticator you have ever seen thought he would be in his rookie year. That's a product of, I will say, of D'Amico in the system, uh, that he, the culture that he's brought in, and a little bit of luck. And Will Anderson's been special. That doesn't change the fact that that was one of the riskiest moves I've ever seen, and it had to pay off this way. Or you were going to be fired anyway. Mm-hmm. If the Texans had gone 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine and just missed the playoffs and they gave up the 15th pick in this draft that wound up being, I'm trying to think of a guy off the top of my head, the 15th right there, Terry on Arnold that uh, a guy that, that D'Amico was in love with, you still look like a moron. Mm. Might get better over time, but you would have watched it from afar. I get why you said C.J. Stroud. I have no problem with that. Okay, It's who you didn't say that I don't completely understand. But go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. Apparently there's another word. Obvious. 100% there is. <laughs> um, well, it, my next selection going to go into something else that I said in the first hour of the program. Take an Antonio Pierce here. Because the way he was able to galvanize that team all together, you got to give the guy credit. And even though I never thought that they were a playoff team, I never thought that they were a threat to anything, which turned out to be the case. Now I'm starting to like that team a little bit more now that you've got a guy in the front office that I trust in Tom Telesco. Tank is going super um, regular season-y here. The reason that I will never have an ability to to vote for any of these things, because I can't do it. Really? I can't separate them. The playoffs has to matter. The fact you okay. haven't said Pat Mahomes is insane to me. Hmm. Okay. 
the only reason that I didn't say him earlier. And and Antonio Pierce, that's fine. I, I you came in and galvanized the team. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rich Passaccia called. He did the same thing. Mm-hmm. The only reason I had said Pat Mahomes earlier is because when I started writing this down, I got to this point, which for me was five. It was behind Brad Holmes, the three Ravens, and then I got here and I went, got to have Chief because you know everybody doubted them, didn't really expect them to be here with five weeks left in the season. Mm-hmm. And then I managed to put down four names in a row that were all Chiefs. <laughs> all of them. Okay. Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, mm-hmm. Steve Spagnolo, and the front office on the whole. Because I can't just give it to your GM. I can't just say it was the guy that drafted. Because you've done this from top down. Of Are the receivers great? No. And I, I think that was a disservice by the GM, which is why I put him last. That's, which is why I wouldn't have had him on my list. Uh, yeah, but he drafted all these defensive players. He went and got Nick Bolton at the end of a first round where a lot of people talked about him not being a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. He believed in Chris Jones when nobody else did. Mm-hmm. He believed in LeJarrius Sneed when nobody else did. Yeah, but those were all moves made three years ago. So? They're paying off this year. Fact or fiction? They paid off last year, too. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown was a move for, by Brad Holmes three years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, it paid off this year. For, it was like, it, uh, way better than it did in the past Chopper city in the in the youtube comments talking about mahomes had a lot to prove without tyreek hill he did that last year when he won a super bowl Mm -hmm. he it was a tougher it was a tougher thing to do this year in certain ways and it was easier to do in certain ways the defense is better than it's ever been before the running game is better than it's ever been before Mm -hmm. i get all of that the receiving core has never been worse that's why pat would be my one right there andy Reid would be next and then the guy that I would, uh, the guy that I'm going to take next, as I told you, I'll do, I'll do it again. I'll take two from the same team. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Spagnuolo. That defense got you here, in large part. In large part, that has what that is what has kept you, Pat and the defense are what have kept you from falling off the rails. Mm-hmm. You are here because of the two of them, because Pat did some special things when he was not getting a lot of help. Never stop looking at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Never stop looking at Kadarius Toney. And there were times that it felt like some of these other guys had active bets against the Chiefs to make sure you didn't get to another Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Spagnuolo made that defense to such a point that all he really had to do was look at Pat before a game started and say, go get me a lead and I'll hold on to it. And it's complimentary football to the highest degree. That's the only reason I didn't take them higher. Mm -hmm. Because I had several elements of this that I wanted to take higher, which pushes them all down. This is the MVP argument all over again. When you have three MVP candidates, you don't have one because they're going to snipe votes from each other. And this is the perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to slight Patrick Mahomes. No, I just don't understand how you had two. I mean, and you're taking this to be super regular season. I get it. Well, I'm looking you're at You're taking two guys that aren't playing this weekend over a guy who shouldn't be playing this weekend, but he is. Yeah, but I expected him to. And see, it's the outside. No, you didn't. You took Buffalo. I heard you do it. You expected Buffalo to beat Kansas City. Okay. I heard you say How about, I'm not surprised that he's here. How about that? 
I, I, I mean, I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I am, and know I think what, you are too. We know, we know what he is, and we know that he's a special player. And yes, his weapons took a hit this year. But how many times you look at me off air this year and go, Pat can't win with these weapons? A couple of times. I was about to say I can think of at least two off the top. Yeah, of my I think head. a couple of times I said that. That makes this surprising. Mm-hmm. Because for the last six weeks of the season, this did not look like a team that was going to be here. It's why I got so. Yeah. It's why I was so invested on Baltimore. It's why I was so invested on Buffalo. Because I couldn't figure out how any of these other teams were going to make it through three games. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out how Kansas City was going to do it. You don't have a weapon that you can count on completely. Because Travis Kelsey had been miserable Bootsy. at times. Mm-hmm. And it's just super impressive to me. It's super impressive to me. Now, in the back of my head, I had the same thing you were saying. of It's Andy Reid, it's Pat Mahomes. I can't doubt them that much. Mm-hmm. But I had more doubt than I wanted to let on. Yeah. Of this don't look like a Super Bowl team. It did against Buffalo. Yeah. When it mattered most is when it most looked like a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will continue with my uh, regular season award here uh, because, you know, that counts more than anything else. Um, Not to me, it don't. <laughs> I go when it comes you, to NFL awards, it does. I guess I go ahead and tell you, I got ten dudes over here, and every one of them's team or them are playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Stafford. That one's his. Impressive. His weapons came uh, out of nowhere to me, anyway. I mean, we know Cooper Cup. Obviously, that's not a surprise to anybody. Puka Nakua. Really? What Stafford over McVeigh? I don't know that I see that. Yeah. I don't know that I see that. Not only, I, I mean, okay. I mean, you can lump him in if you want to. McVay's the coach and has a mm-hmm. loud voice in that room and is at least part of the reason Pukunaku is in that room. If it's just Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, you wouldn't have been. No. You did that last year. Puka was the was the game breaker, right? He was the one that came in and changed everything. And then it made all of the other pieces work that well. But you had to have Matthew out there just playing like crazy after he we weren't even sure he was going to play this year. We were wondering whether or not he was going to retire from the knock on his noggin that he took last year. The Rams tried to move him. And then he comes they back. No takers. And he had a hell of a season with the great weapons that are around him. Sure. Oh, I'm not diminishing the pick. I'm just a little shocked it happened over McVay. Yeah. Um well, you know, I didn't do the same thing you did and went, oh, well, I want to take seven Chiefs here. That's fine. Uh, I was trying to take, you know, as many as I could from as many as teams as possible. Uh, that's just the, the fair in me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and the fair in me is uh, funnel cake at the only fair that actually exists in life. Uh, the last one, I am going to kind of piggyback on one of your selections, your first overall selection. And I'm probably going to take the wrong one here, but this is the one that I was craziest about coming into this season. Sam Laporta. He changed everything as a new weapon, the second weapon along with Amonra St. Brown. We knew how good he was, right? You might argue that Jameer Gibbs too, but no. Sam Laporta immediately came in and he was one of the top, as you said earlier, one of the top three at his position already. In his rookie season. I don't think it's even debatable. Uh, I I mean, it's it's debatable. Statistically, not probably not. 
Um, it's more debatable to me that he's one that he's out than that he's outside the top three. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, he's the next one to take the mantle, right? Because you got uh, you've got Kelsey at the top, who's gonna retire sometime soon. He's only got two years at best to go. Really? Really? How old do you think he makes it? He's thirty six. No, thirty four. He's now. He's thirty four. He's volatile. Uh, I mean, with with with, with Tay Tay, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. He could retire after this year. Exactly. I, wouldn't shock me. Exactly. He could also hang on for five years like Rob Gronkowski did and run like I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would but, still catch catch touchdown passes. Uh, but Sam Laporta, to me, I I think he was a he was not a game changer. I believe he was the game changer on that offense and say i i put a lot on amon Ra. i put a lot on gibbs i put a lot on laporta i think it, that was the reason i didn't take any of them mm-hmm. because i it, it split the vote for me okay final selection for you kyle shanahan you took a quarterback that i'm not i, I don't really know what to do with what do you mean oh uh, kyle took a quarterback yeah i if if you if brock purdy was the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders, do I really think they got better? No, I don't. Because all the knocks I had on Sam Howell, I have on Brock Purdy. And I had him and I never actually saw the talent of him coming out. I think this scheme is that good. And again, this is not me trying to knock Brock. This is Kyle Shanahan has found a way that in large part the names don't matter. It's the role and your ability to fill the role. Because I'll be honest with you. As time has gone on, I've become more and more defiant about San Francisco, not because I was convinced they weren't getting to a Super Bowl, but because I knew they weren't going to burn me when they got there. I know whoever goes in against the AFC, short of somebody absolutely steps on their own tail, you're not going to, this will be a water ride in a mutant park. You will get beat. You may get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may get Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, 52 to 6, Lord. It wouldn't shock me at all. Because I'm just looking at what these AFC teams have had to come through. Iron sharpens iron. You beat Jared Goff and Jordan Love. Yeah, sorry, that's a lot different than Pat Mahomes and, and CJ Stroud. And it just is. And but the fact that Kyle Shanahan has has San Francisco in a position where they're to me clearly the best team in the NFC. I don't think they're playing the best. And I don't think the season has been the nicest to them. I hear said I can't believe he's actually getting the 49ers some credit. I give credit to Kyle Shanahan all the time. It's just getting – you've never crested the mountaintop. And that's one of those things that I don't give you the credit for until you do it. I also don't hold it against you as much as other people do. I think Kyle Shanahan could get bounced on Sunday and then you're still third best coach of the last 15 years. Because you've been so unbelievably consistent. Mm-hmm. Marv Levy was a great coach, though. Everyone Super Bowl. Yep. There have been a lot of great coaches that have been consistent, but not able to win it. That might be a good one. The other thing that burned burn Sh- yeah, Shanahan, that be, that, right now he might be the third best coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the best one's in his own division. That might be a good daily draft that we should do. Coaches to never win it. We did quarterbacks to never win it. I, coaches to never win it might be a good one. Sounds like... Uh, so it sounds like a 
Like, we could just pencil that in for tomorrow. Yeah. Idea for uh, the Threadbare Thursday. Uh, Bill G had a couple things. He said, excellent point to you about Laporta. Mm-hmm. Uh, came into the offense waiting for his, that was perfect for his capability. The other thing he asked is, why is Stafford not considered elite? You want to take a stab at that? Because I have, I have my own take on it. All right. While you're he's thinking about He's been just good enough. He's oh, no, been, I think he's uh, – talent-wise, he's elite. There's one gigantic problem with Stafford for me. Okay, what's that? You had the best receiver I've ever seen. You didn't do squat. That, that's it for me. It, is that fair? Life ain't fair. Mm-hmm. I tell you this, life ain't fair. You had the best receiver I've ever seen, and it's not close. Physical freak of nature. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do squat. And I just – subconsciously, I think I hold that against you. Because even the Josh Allens, the Lamars, the Pat Mahomes, the other up there elite guys, even in their bad years, you still made the playoffs. You were still competitive. And maybe it was just a heartbreaker at the end. You were irrelevant for 10 years of your prime. Mm-hmm. And I, I subconsciously hold that against you. I'm not saying I should. I'm just saying I do. They were on a terrible team. The Don't two of them were on a terrible team. And I fully believe that they got them as far as they possibly could. And I don't. I don't think anybody was taking that team anywhere. Um, may, it, it, Matt's not a great quarterback. He's I he's disagree. not an all time great quarterback. I disagree. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, trust me. I know how Where unfair what I'm saying is. Where do you draw that line of all time great quarterback? First ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt. Really? No doubt. Hmm. Matthew Stafford or Phillip Rivers, which one are you taking? It's Stafford. Well, I mean, you'd have to take Stafford because he's got the uh, he's got the ring. He could have never won the ring, and I would not have changed what I just said. Yeah, I wouldn't. Talent for talent, <laughs> it ain't close, and it's never been close mm-hmm. ever. Matthew has always had the problem of he's not a winner. He's a winner. He himself, I truly believe, he is a winner. He is a tough sob mm-hmm. the things that he has put his body through in those years in detroit and now in la right with the big head ding he had last year and still came back and had one of the best seasons of his career he's a tough dude matthew stafford will have books written about him from people like me that are big draft nerds of what could have been if the detroit lions had not had that pick how differently would his how different would his career look mm-hmm I know somebody right now that's working on a Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger book. Of basically, where it's almost like an old Ghostbump, Goosebumps thing where he keeps jumbling up the order and how mm-hmm. differently it would have gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant idea. I haven't read it. That but, is a cool idea. Um, and it's just a concept that I've been told. I haven't physically seen a page of it. I just know it's a, it's out there. I, I think there will be books written about Matthew Stafford of how differently we would view him if anybody else had had that pick. Mm-hmm. He goes one. You watch the tape on him. He, uh, from a talent standpoint, he was always elite. The problem just comes into the results weren't there. And this is a results-driven world. I know how unfair what I'm saying is. Because I do put him up there. I mean, of the last, what did he come in in, 09? 08? Hmm. Somewhere it was there. somewhere around when I graduated high school, which that was a few years before that. But I want to say it was 08. If you look at quarterbacks and their career only, oh, Bill G said it was 09. 
That's what I thought it was. Okay. If you only look at from 09 to right now, how many quarterbacks would you put ahead of him? Because it ain't many. Mm-hmm. It ain't many. And I'll be honest with you, I could stop at Aaron Rodgers and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Because I'm cutting off the first year of – or the first eight years of Tom Brady. And if I'm only taking what he had – I mean, Tom's still up there. But just sheer talent, Matthew Stafford's real high. Mm-hmm. Just handed a raw hand. That's why the draft is such a crapshoot. I'm evaluating a guy to go uh, going to a team that's fictional. This is to the fictional 33rd team that does everything completely average. So I have no idea if you wind up in Baltimore where they prop up talents or if you wind up with the Lions at that time, now the Jets and several others that drown them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And many of the things that have made me look the dumbest is that I didn't take that into account. Jordan Love, it's the number one thing off the top of my head. Yeah. Jordan Love had been drafted to the 09 Lions. He wouldn't have made it to 12. I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, conversely, if he'd been drafted to the Packers, we'd be talking about him right there with Aaron Rodgers and, and Brett Favre and all the legends of, uh, of, of the league. Fans don't think Matthew Stafford's uh, elite because he was a stat accumulator for so many years. His team was never winning anything. He did have the greatest receiver of all time, and he had huge stats, but his team was 5-12, and 12, right? And he ended up with 5,000 yards in the season, but it didn't mean anything because you weren't competitive. And then he goes and joins up with Sean McVay, wins the title, and still, he's kind of like Lamar. He's not going to get the credit for that because he went to Los Angeles with the best young coach that there is and had superstars on his team around him. He's never going to get that credit. I don't think. I, I think there will be many people who never believe that he has ever reached that level. I agree. And they're never- wrong, but I agree. Uh, Alex Majabi has a really good point, and it's a perfect comparison. And I'm, I'm glad he said this because I've thought this more than once. Mm-hmm. The point I just made about Stafford and Detroit is how he feels about Herbert in L.A. until he saw the possibility of Jim Harbaugh. I agree with you. That's a perfect analogy. Yep. And it's why I don't care if Jim Harbaugh wants $20 million a year. You do it. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to find talents like this. You can't waste them. Can't. Cannot do it. I don't care what it costs. I don't care how many draft picks it costs. The L.A. Rams are that perfect example. This will be the first time they've had a first-round pick in eight years. Jared Goff was their last first-round pick. And it was all worth it Mm -hmm. because you got one ring. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 
or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and it is time. Actually, it's well past time, so we're going to speed it up here. Jeremy Green, most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. My story comes from Roseville, California, 23-year-old woman. She was at a retail store, uh, Target. All right, so she was she was at the Target in her town. She went into the Target, and she was looking for these ridiculous Stanley cups. It's just a cup, people. It's oh just gosh. a cup. She went in with a shopping cart. She went to the Stanley water bottles display, and she took every water bottle that they had and put it in the cart. <laughs> Think she's running some kind of resale hustle here? That's a lot. No, she loaded them in her cart, and she turned around, and she ran out the front door. She loaded them in the trunk of her car and sped off. Hmm. Well, it wasn't hard to find her because there was a cop in the parking lot who saw her with a basket full of unbagged Stanley cups and went, that's odd. And when she peeled out of the parking lot, somebody would just take a follow on you. Whoop, whoop. Nope. Didn't whoop, whoop. He didn't? No whoop, whoop. Oh. Uh, but... Made it pretty easy to whoop whoop when Target called and said, hey, somebody just stole every Stanley Cup we have. He radioed back and went, ironic, because I'm right behind the car that did it. Pulled her over, recovered all the Stanley Cups. There was, It's a special edition Valentine's Day Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. They're pink. I mean, okay, like, I know that I am not super believing in the intelligence of the common man. We have somebody that watches our show, Common Sense Ain't Common, and I think it's a beautiful, brilliant line because it's true. Mm-hmm. But surely to God, you're not going to get duped into spending $50 on another stupid cup, right? I don't know. You know I know it's going to You know happen. the answer to that. The next, I mean, these are worse than iPhones. <laughs> right? This is one that you can't. I have. So I don't carry many an cups. iPhone either. So. I have so many cups at my house. That my wife has been like, oh, I have to have one of those. It's changed the way I drink water. Yeah, it's it, it, right. How many times have you heard that? It's got a straw and it's metal, and I can put it in the dishwasher, and it's awesome, and I need that. I'm so lucky that I don't have a. Uh, my wife doesn't do that. She goes, "It's a cup with water in it. I call it water cup." <laughs> she also told me the other day, you know what this. You know what the difference between it's the cup that she carries to work. It's mm-hmm. a very large cup. She said, "You know what the uh, difference between this cup and a Stanley Cup is? The Carolina Hurricanes could win this one." Oh shoot! That's, oh. And if you want to find out how the Stanley Cup can be won by the Carolina Hurricanes, stay tuned after this program here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, only until six o'clock, though. Right. Oh, then you got our guys, the Ocho, on YouTube tonight. Uh, yeah, eight o'clock tonight, six o'clock tonight. UNC Asheville basketball, starring one Flo Stradamus, Jeremy Green. No, no, is... I am, I'm, I'm the Samuel L. Jackson of the UNCA broadcast. Uh, it is with Jeremy Green. <laughs> I got a real small role. <laughs> uh, the UNC Asheville Bulldogs taking on Radford tonight, six o'clock start, six thirty, tip time. Here on ESPN Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy. We'll take a final break 
And then we'll come back, we'll close it out for this Wednesday afternoon. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Back in the Sportsocracy, this is ESPN Asheville. We've got uh, some breaking-ish news out of the NFL. Debo Samuel. Apparently, he's still iffy. Yeah, he did not practice today, and he remains uncertain for Sunday. So, San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. Debo Samuel is not going well for the San Francisco 49ers when he's not available. It certainly doesn't help. I, I'm not sure I carry the way. I'm just really not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trending one direction, let's put it that way. Yeah. I I just I don't think this is a good setup for San Francisco. And I could be wrong. Hey, maybe you win this week and get slaughtered in two weeks. Could be. It definitely gives me more pause looking at this game and going, there's no Debo because he changes so much with the offense, apparently. Right? Every time he disappears, Brock turns in, you know, the the, the carriage turns into the pumpkin when Debo's not on the on the field. And that is very concerning. The three-game losing streak, he wasn't there, right? Last game of the season, nobody played. Other than that, you've been good with that with with him. You need him to be a part of this. And I think he ultimately will play even if he's I'm not going to say a decoy because with a shoulder like that, only a two-week turnaround to the Super Bowl. I don't think you're going to trot him out there if you think he can hurt himself worse. It might be a pain management thing. I could easily see them running him out there to where he he runs the motion, the dummy motion with the intention of moving the defense because that's what a lot of this is. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is it is hard to react to a guy that you don't know where he's going. And he he does that quite often of I'm going to make run the motion, get you running the wrong way. I know when I'm going to cut back. So when I cut back, you have the delay of figuring that out, and then I've got to step on you, and I'm faster than you. 
They don't have anybody else can do that, really. Christian McCaffrey can do it, but it's just it's slightly different. So it's it's certainly a big story. It's certainly something to to keep an eye on moving into the into the nitty gritty here of the lead up to the conference championship games. And what was that you were telling me before we came on? There was uh, breaking news last night on TNT. Oh yeah, of a of of a different kind. But CNN Sports. Gotta love that. Hey, d- d- can you name me somebody that works for CNN Sports? Because last night they broke the story that Doc Rivers had signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Two huge problems with that. One, CNN Sports doesn't exist. Two, he hadn't signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now it's really confusing people. Who exactly were you referencing there? Ernie Johnson broke it on the telecast last night. And apparently it broke Twitter. Of What is CNN Sports? I mean, is that... What, the sports know, angle I mean, of the, CNN.com? Sport, right. They There's used, only one problem. They never mentioned it on the website. They, they used to have Sports Illustrated. Yeah. So base. I don't know if that still exists or not. Does, is that partnership still alive? Is that still under the sports same Sports Illustrated umbrella? didn't put it out either. And if they did, why would you call it CNN Sports? I have no idea. It's a very odd, very bizarre story. Mm-hmm. But it was right, right? Uh, it wasn't at the time. Doc Rivers apparently is going to become the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. And good luck to you. Take luck. You wanted to no doubt win some championships. Well, this would be the first in a long time for Doc. Hey, we, we can't seem to win we can't seem to win other than the one title. We need somebody that can win titles. I hired Doc Rivers. It's like saying uh, every person I've ever been with has cheated on me and been a complete dumpster fire. So I'm going to date a Kardashian. (laughs) You are in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville. We will be back with you tomorrow right here in the Ingalls studio for a Threadbare Thursday.